right, here we are, folks, back at the barbershop. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined today by, let's start from the, uh, all the way to the far end, everybody's no stranger to the show, my co-host for the past NFL season, nine-year NFL running back, Maryland's all-time leading running back, Lamont Jordan, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? Happy to have you, and of course, our special guest for the uh, second show in a row, uh, nine-year NFL vet, former Patriot, former Brown, former Lion, did I miss anybody? Everybody. Yeah, Lee Biden, thank you for having me, buddy. Thank you for joining us, I should say. Appreciate you. Well, both of you guys, we did a show previewing the uh, Super Bowl, and it was the three of us and uh, Bruce, who was a former Eagle, and um, we was unanimous. Everybody went with the Patriots. Yeah. Surprised yeah. Bruce didn't go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, he was uh, he was very adamant that actually that he did, actually didn't see him. To be honest, between the four of us, we really we thought they had a chance because they were there, so yeah. when nobody was saying that they didn't have a chance. But we really didn't see any scenario that involved them winning, um, and they did. So I have a, I have a whole lot on my mind, <laughs> yeah. and, and I, but I will defer to you. So I'll let you guys go first. Either one, you want to jump out there first about what you saw and what you where you think this game went wrong for the Patriots or went right for the Eagles or what the problem was. You want to start? Uh, go ahead. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a great game. For, I'll start by saying it was a great game. Great game. I mean, it was a great football great Super Bowl. game. There weren't a lot of penalties um, or defense. Um, <laughs> you know what? There wasn't a lot of defense, but I think a lot of that has to do with both the offensive coordinators from both teams. I think they came up with great game plans. Um, and you know, on the show, I talked about the Eagles having a ten-point lead. Now, I said after the first quarter, but they had the ten-point lead after the first half, and I thought that if the Eagles were going to win, they had to make the Patriots play from behind the whole game, and that's what they did, man. I mean, it was a great game, um, even though. The, the Eagles executed great on offense. They did a great job of executing on offense, and as we talk more about the game, I'll get into some specifics about what I saw on the offensive side of the ball. But for me, this game came down to, I don't care how well the Eagles played, Tom Brady was off. A lot of his passes were wobbly. And if you go back and you watch that game, I don't know if you all, I mean, I'm sure we all paid attention to Tom Brady, but a lot of his passes were looking very Peyton Manning-like. I'm used to seeing Tom Brady throw spirals. Tighter spirals. Um, tighter spirals. A lot of his passes were wobbly. He missed some passes. I think he was 28 for 48. Um, and and I, I really think that if he had just, it, I don't know if it was something going on with his hand. Now, I'm not trying to make any excuses or anything like that, but Tom Brady's passes didn't look like normal Tom Brady passes. He underthrew some guys. He missed some guys. Um, and I think for me, that was the difference in the game was that, you know, I, I just don't think that he was on in this game. You know what? In all these conversations that I've heard, and including you talking to you, I'm yet to hear anybody say that. I guess because of the 500 passing yards or whatever the number was, <clears throat> and this record and that record. But in hindsight, I do remember once, maybe twice, thinking, "Damn, he missed him. You know, damn, he underthrew right. him. You know, damn, if he hits him in stride, that's like once and, and th until you just said that, it never even came back to me. But I, I do recall saying that once or twice, like, damn, he overthrew that. He underthrew that guy by a little bit. Oh, I just missed that guy there. Never even really thought about that. But see, so <clears throat> just talking about that, again, I, I get a lot of Tom Brady questions and, and things like that. But like I tell everyone, I mean, you can go to his stat line. I mean, he's 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 miss, he misses balls. He's human, right? right but right, a, lot, right. a lot a lot a lot of a lot of right, times right, everybody right. sees right, the right, greatness right. and then but they don't focus on him missing balls because it's not a lot mm -hmm. that, that he does. And a lot of those wobbly balls, even though I heard a lot <clears throat> of, uh, I guess, other people saying that the, the Eagles didn't get that much pressure, the they, they did get 
<clears throat> some pressure. And those times when his balls were wobbly, those were the times when when they got uh, enough pressure for him to be uncomfortable to make bad passes. Listen, when when he was not uh, pressured and when he can step in the pocket and, and deliver the balls the way he needed to, most of them were on again, and sometimes he will miss because he's. I mean, he's, he's not. Yeah, like he's, he's not. Right, player. he's not a machine. He's human. So um, I think again, the, the Eagles' defense did a. I mean, uh, uh, a good job on those passes, mm -hmm. enough for him to make wobbly throws. Um, and, and like we talked about, um, the thing about it is, to me, um, the Eagles' defense didn't. They didn't necessarily stop the Patriots, but. What the Eagles' offense did was they kept up with the Patriots' offense, and obviously they had to do it with a couple fourth down um, conversions, uh, and that's the difference of the game. And, and I'll talk about it, you know. And I hate to just dive right into it, but I got to because it's on my mind, and I might forget. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of talk about the Patriots having, you know, the refs and um, benefits of calls. Now you look at that touchdown, right? They in the regular season, I mean, I've seen them overturn that yep. because of the, you know, him having his hands off yep. of it and then putting it back on. Mm -hmm. Right now, if the Eagles wouldn't have got that touchdown and that um, and the Patriots would have won because of that, everybody would be talking about that play. And, hey, and, and they're not necessarily talking about that Two touchdowns that I'm watching, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, that's not a touchdown. Both of them. I'm saying that's no, not a touchdown. The, the Earth's one. That's to me. That's a touchdown. touchdown. But here's to me. I'm saying I agree with it. This. I'm saying the letter of the law. If you're going to tell me in week 15 right. this is not a touchdown, you can't tell me in week in, 18 in football, right. it's a touchdown. I thought it was a touchdown in Pittsburgh, and you know, oh, and, yeah. I, and, and I. And, but if you tell me it's not a touchdown in Pittsburgh, don't tell me it's a touchdown in Pittsburgh. Right. Now the other one, he clearly catches the ball. Kinda, the ball readjusts and right, tries to get right. So if we're going to say that now a catch, we don't start counting where your feet are until you have one hundred percent signed the football and, and, and you know locked it in and all of that, then that's not a touchdown. Now if I'm sitting here and I'm just watching it, I'm like, man, it's a touchdown. But no, 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 you're not going to tell me all year long this is not a touchdown. And, and, and today it's a and touchdown. That's the problem with the rules and, and all the, the the different variations that they have of it. Um, <clears throat> Again, the the Pittsburgh catch to me, to me, it's. I mean, you got your knee down, you lunge. Um, again, that's a touchdown. But Ertz, I, I guess the football move, uh, I guess is he caught it. He took about three steps. He dragged his foot. He he leaped over to the end zone. I mean, to me, that's a touchdown. The other one was questionable because of what you know ha they have been calling as far as again getting control, getting your two feet. Um, he 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 had control, got his two feet, but then he. He let it go and then got it back. Um, and, and lost in all of this and what? Let's not forget that before the game, Goodell had already said we're going to address this in the off season. Address we're going to address what? the catch, the catch, catch. because <laughs> every week we're looking and we're right. like, that was like, right? Is Des Bryant a catch? Calvin? We've seen Calvin Johnson catch the ball, That's a catch. just hold the ball and just hand it to ref. Oh, oh, you know, you know. Like, so it's like Goodell said in the off season, we're going to address this catch, and I think that the refs are starting to look at it. And if you're if three, there's two different uh, crews, and if one of them watches this and they say that's a catch, and the other one says you can't have that. Right. It, it, it can't be that way. So I think this crew looks at it and says, yo, that's a catch, which I'm fine with saying that's a catch, except but, for you said that. This was a catch. It, that that could have potentially uh, had, had <laughs> potentially yeah, yeah but changes everything. It, it changes everything, right? And and that's what I'm saying. And so again, the Patriots get got benefits benefits of calls, and 
Um, a lot of people have said that, um, but obviously the Eagles uh, got the benefit of the doubt uh, in this game. Uh, and, and, and I'm not saying that that was the deciding factor, but um, <clears throat> to me, the deciding factor about the game was, was the, the fourth down conversions to me. I mean, because maybe in a normal <laughs> game, uh, the Eagles may kick a field goal, you know, um, down there, you know, when they did that fake uh, to uh, the quarterback, um, maybe they kick a field goal just to, you know, just um, get the points. There's, there's the, the, over the past 10 years, there's been two teams, the Steelers and the Ravens, who are like, I don't give a damn who the other <laughs> Right? They're, those are the two right, teams. Right. Not, matter of fact, we want them. Right. We're not scared of them. We want them. The rest of the NFL has kind of been like, it's the Patriots. It's Tom Brady over there. Yeah, let's, let's check. Let's, let's, you know, hey, let's get the three points. Play, right, you know, play you, it let's play it safe. Mm-hmm. Let's, hey, let's, let's, let's flip this. Let's do this. Like, and they're playing Patriots a completely different way. Than, there's only two teams, the, Patri- the Ravens and the Steelers. They want the Patriots, and they're not scared of them. The Eagles took a was took that approach. They, they took we're that not approach. scared of them. You right. know, you get the three points. Forget the three points. Let's get right. seven. Let's, let's get seven. You, you, you know what I mean? Let, let's do. No, don't run that trickery. They're gonna be ready for it. They're ready for everything. Well, like hell they are. Let's right. see if they are. And, and see, that's the thing. And and that was the thing about that play specifically. Like, if you mm-hmm. maybe go to a regular normal play, I mean, they may they may not get it. I mean, you have to come up with a. A specific play, a kind of a, a trick play that no one is expecting, and and you get that result. But I think that Belichick and the Patriots have created that aura that they're prepared for everything. Yeah, so no, nobody's scared. So, no. so everybody's scared to even try right. that. You know, like yo, let's try this thing. But nah, we're not gonna do that on the Belichick Patriots. They're, they're, they'll never fall. For no it. one prepares for that because again, you're human. Because you have keys and you have you know things that you you're looking for as a defender, right? I mean, nobody's checking the quarterback. No one. I mean, you seen the play in. Uh, with Tom, right? I mean, nobody accounts for the quarterback. No one, no one thinks about the quarterback. Especially nobody's thinking Tom Brady's going long <laughs> down the right. sideline, right? Like, nobody, so that he can get hit. Like yeah. nobody's thinking that. Because when a running back goes um, and, and get catches the pass, well, I mean, catches the um, the um, well, they, not the pass for the pass. Right. Well, well, the, the take, take, taking a snap. I'm sorry, I'm um, taking a snap. The quarterback is lost. Now you're thinking about okay, this this guy about to run. You know, and not. I know, will tell you this: when I saw him walk off, I was sitting here right in the catch right recently. When I saw Foles walk off to the side, and he was extended talking over there, I was like, "They about to snap the ball." You know, right. I was like, "No, no, 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 they about to snap the ball." You seen that? I was like, "Oh, what, what? I can't hear you." Let me. I was like, right. "Man, I seen that play out." Yeah, you, but but again, you, but you don't account that. Because most of the time they do, they just make a direct, direct snap, run, right, and the you know, and, and, and the run that they that I, I thought that they had outlawed, um, where the quarterback can't move, and then they do. But the snap. they say but it under. Was, well, no. What I'm saying is, is the reason, I, from my understanding of the rule, the reason that the that that play was legal is because Foles actually stopped. Normally, oh. you see the play where the quarterback is moving and he's right. doing all yeah. of this, and then they snap yeah. the ball. I think they created yeah. a rule where you couldn't he has do to, that yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. But I agree with MG. When I saw him doing all that, I was like, I, hope, I was like, oh, they about to run it. Yeah. Yeah. Play? <laughs> like, is that play even legal? But then when I sat back and I watched the and I watched the preview, um, the replay of it, I was like, man, that was an excellent play. I think that play worked because the Eagles did a great job the entire game of moving the ball. Mm-hmm. That offense was wide open. Um, it was just a great game plan. And yeah. I think that uh, Peters, Peters, uh, Peterson, whatever Peterson. the head coach's name is from the Eagles, um, I think he just did what he did all year long. Yep. And that was just keep his playbook wide open. And his playbook was able to be wide open because the Patriots couldn't they, stop the, the, the Patriots couldn't stop anything. Yeah, and, and, and 
and I'm sitting here looking at Alvin, at Kills, and he's saying, you know, what the hell is LJ talking about? I grew up wanting to be a quarterback, and I watched a quarterback. I watched Tom Brady since I was there for the birth of Tom Brady playing on the opposite side my rookie year. That man throws nothing but spirals. Mm -hmm. And if you go back and you watch every Tom Brady throw, I guarantee you, you're going to see a multi, you're going to see it, a it multitude was, of wobbly balls. Yeah, it was, they it was, look it was a very Peyton Manning like. So I can care less if he threw for 500 yards. At the end of the day, he was not throwing the ball as accurately as he did in the second half of the Falcons game last year. So that's why I'm coming back and I'm saying that hey, you know what? For me. I'm saying that Tom Brady had to make some better throws. I really, I don't know if it was the hand. I don't know what was going on, but his passes were not Tom Brady-like passes. So I can care less if he threw for 500 yards. And here's one other thing that we got to talk about. Four points was lost in the area that we all thought the Patriots were favored, and that was on special teams. Mm -hmm. You miss one field goal, you miss an That's extra point. point. I mean, that changed the whole. I, I think that changed the whole tide of the game because if you get didn't he miss something too though? Yeah, he missed an extra point. The, the Eagles, Eagles got he, yeah, the Eagles got he missed an extra, missed extra, extra point. point. But if you think about this, that last drive wouldn't have been. I don't think they they would have needed a touchdown. I think that last drive would have been more of, 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 of the Patriots needing a field goal, which mm -hmm. I think would have been more realistic. Um, and also think that Cooks. Oh you yeah, know, Cooks I mean, getting Cooks getting, getting right. hurt. That really that really changed things for for the Patriots. Right. That, that, now now let's talk about your coach and right there the Malcolm right, Butler thing. Right. We to haven't me, even discussed that. To me, that is huge. Yeah. To me, it's huge. To me, it's huge in a lot of ways. And, and to me, I started for the first time all for this whole run. I've been saying Belichick, smartest guy in the room, knows what he's doing. You know, this guy, everything he does works and da-da-da-da. For the first time, and this season, we're starting to see the first time of the little crinkles in the Patriots locker room. We're starting to hear the rift about the Tom Brady, what he wanted to do with Garoppolo, Kraft, and everything. And I felt like that was the first time we got the magnifying glass on it. And now I think we're starting to see a little bit more coming out about it. The Malcolm Butler thing, I feel like, was Billy Check saying, just being too smart for himself and, and, and putting... His motto and what he believes ahead of the team. The guys played 97% of the defensive snaps. Um, he played the entire game the week before, every single snap. Right. He said he didn't, you know, then they, they start leaking some things about him. You know, he didn't look that good in practice. He did. Well, she came out and said, didn't go to any concert, didn't miss any curfew, didn't smoke any weed, didn't right. do any of that. So, I mean, something happened. We don't know what the hell happened. That's fine. I don't care how bad his practice was. <laughs> I, I, the idea that, one, he was told five minutes before the game, None of his teammates were told five minutes before the, were told at all until they just get ready to go out there. And they said the locker room. Now, this is players now saying the locker room was divided. Since wow. the game happened, Malcolm Butler took to Twitter or Instagram, whatever the things, and said something. To which Tom Brady replied and said, Malcolm, love you. Great player. Always been a professional. Support you, brother, for life. That's not the Patriots way. You don't ever hear somebody saying something against the organization and then Tom Brady liking it. Like, that's that's not normal. So, obviously, that means Tom Brady saying, I support Malcolm Butler. And that, that would never happen before. So, that gives what Malcolm Butler is saying some weight. That, like, yo, I should have been out there. Yeah. Now, if the Patriots had lost this game 10-6, you know, 3-0, and they'd be like, man, that defense balled out. I don't give a damn. What Mel Butler's going to do, right. he wasn't going to stop nothing. Then I'd say, nah, you know, I'm going to make a big deal. If they had lost by 14 points, I'm like, he ain't worth 14 points. When I look up and I say, they didn't get one single stop on defense? Like, none? And Nick Foles looks like Aaron Rodgers 
Alshon Jeffrey looks like uh, Calvin Johnson or Randy Moss in one. They're catching everything. You're not going to tell me that Malcolm Butler is not worth one stop. Right, right. I mean, uh, again, uh, I mean, that was huge, right? Uh, the one one play that I can think of is is the touchdown to Jeffries. Um, uh, I, just a fade. It just ran a fade. I mean, I feel like Malcolm Butler could have defended that. I mean, it, even though... Uh, I don't even know his name, number 25. He he played it well. Rowe? Rowe. He played it well, but, I mean, off the line, he, wa he wasn't that good. He got on top of him, Alshon Jeffries did, and um, he made a good play on the ball. But I think Malcolm Butler probably could have played that a little bit better. Um, You're weakening your defense in just to the standpoint that everybody has to slide over one. Right. right? So the guy who's not – Because he was, all, he, he was the, he was the slot your, receiver. Now your nickel, cor now your right. nickel corner is guarding – is guarding the outside. Now the guy who's not even supposed to be on the field is now going, and everybody's next man up. Now next man up works when somebody's hurt, when something yeah. happens. It's a little not, different not when, when you have him when you're on the sideline. You're standing right there next to you. Right. And, and and so the thing about it was, um, I don't necessarily know about or what players said it was divided, man, but, um, you know, I, I know players still playing, and I don't know when they knew, but they knew that he wasn't going to start. But they didn't know he wasn't going to play, so um, that's that's one thing that they knew that he wasn't going to start because of you know like you said the practice and all of that. Um, but but not not playing and not being able to contribute. He can contribute to your team. And tell me this if, if, if I'm wrong. This is my philosophy. Me and you are the starting cornerbacks. We've been rocking out all year long. I got your back. You got my back. Da da da. We a tandem. We at the Super Bowl. This is what we do. We're there. And then. Get ready to go out the field. Now, Marky Chill. Okay. Aren't you kind of like walking out there? Even Well, I'm sitting there being like, damn. Aren't you even as my man being like, hmm, what the hell is yeah, that Yeah, you are. You are. And then you're... every time we walk, every time you walk to the sideline after another <laughs> touchdown, are you not thinking in your head like, sure could use Mark right about <laughs> right. now. You know, like, it'd no, be nice are. if Mark was here. Like, yeah. that's my guy. We, he locks down that side. I do this. And then it's just like. After a certain point, you're like, yo, what the hell is going on? When is he going in? And that's the tough part about being an athlete or being a football player is, uh, like you said, you have that because, you, again, you're human. and so, But then you still got to go out and do your right. job. Mm -hmm. You still you can't, you can't even focus on that because now. But you're now, not going to tell me after the third no, touchdown, no. you're not like, yeah, where the hell is he right. at, yo? Yeah. I, this I is getting ridiculous. And I don't know. I might I might have spazzed. I might have spazzed out on the court, on the sideline and be like, yo, man, this is like, I'm trying to win. <laughs> it's not the time. Like, this might, is not the right, time, this, yo. Saying it. I might have spazzed because I'm, you know, I'm kind of known for, like, Spaz not on coaches or whatever, you know what I mean. But especially in that um, environment, in that game, when it means a lot to the team, to everybody, um, you know. Uh, again, personal things may come up and be like, "Hey, man, you know what are we what are we doing here?" And um, boogie to bring it home to you. If you're out there at a running back and you find out right before the game, your best guard tackle isn't playing, and you're like, "All right, I'm gonna support coach." Until you keep, you can't get off the line of scrimmage, right. and it's just like, yo, coach, man, I feel you. Like, can we deal with this later? Like, right, I need my man out there. Like, I can't run anywhere. Like, I, you know, tell me that. Especially at halftime. Uh, it's happened to me in college. <laughs> I mean, I found out before kickoff that, hey, oh, by the way, you're not playing. Okay. Um, it's a terrible feeling. Um, but once the game starts, you just got to go out there and you got to play ball. And, and I, I, I don't know what Malcolm Butler did. Right. We just, so until my, until it comes out what Malcolm Butler did, then I'm going to side with Coach Belichick on that. I, I think that he's a I think that he's a head coach that has earned the right that if he makes a decision to discipline a player, 
however he decides to do it. I think that he's a coach that, that has earned that right. Hell, we don't know. Something could have happened from the time that the 53-man roster was turned in. We don't know. Right, yeah. And I mean, at you that point, know. you can't bench Malcolm Butler. You can't bring in somebody else. And if there's one thing that I know about Coach Belichick, their wins are because of the discipline and the consistency of the discipline in the Patriot way. So as far as I'm concerned, you I see it happen all the time with these with the kids and the youth. Because it's a big game and you need this player to win, we're going to say the heck with what the person did. We're going to say, okay, well, we're not going to discipline you this time because it's a big game. I don't believe that's Coach Belichick's way. And yeah, they, they may have lost the game, but when I look at this game, I, I don't think that Malcolm Butler is necessarily one of the best tacklers in the National Football League. He's actually regarded as one, he's ranked as one of the highest tacklers by quarterbacks. But what I'm saying is this, okay, with, with regards to that, the guys on the interior were the ones that were missing the tackles. Mm -hmm. The running backs, the holes were wide yeah. open. Whether you had Malcolm Butler out there or not, at the end of the day, the Eagles ran the ball down the Patriots' throat. That's what it comes down Absolutely. to. Now, I've seen Malcolm Butler getting beat off the ball before. Yeah. I guarantee no, no, that I, mean, I, don't, I don't care. I don't yeah, care. He's not, he's if not Jeffries perfect. gets a step on him and the ball is high enough where he can go up, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think Malcolm Butler's going up. Again, Jeffries. this isn't about him being – this isn't about Malcolm Butler, Butler being Deion Sanders or being – it's hit. Is he better than the guy behind him? Yes, he's better than the guy behind him. Mm -hmm. and, and it's the guy behind him – Better than the guy who's not behind him moving over. And yes, and it's that you're weakening your chick. I mean, but is the reason that he did not play, was it because of a disciplinary? But, and, and well, and that's the thing. Belichick, comes Belichick said it wasn't. So it's just, it was yeah, just he, about. Right. He didn't say that. He, he did say he, that. He came out and said it wasn't about. Had nothing to do with discipline. Yeah, and nothing off now, the field. with that information, then then my approach my approach to it is then then he just he just should have been out there on the field. Right. But it just came to what it comes down to. And, and you know this. We played for Coach Belichick. I've seen it happen. You have a bad week of practice. Oh, you're yeah. tagged to be the starter. Next thing you know, you don't even dress for the game. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, whether Malcolm Butler was there or not, the Patriots did a terrible job of tackling. And I don't think that, I don't think I don't think that to be honest with you I don't think I, I don't I just don't I've seen Malcolm Butler get beat yeah no, listen, right? I've, I've, seen seen these, I've seen these other guys get beat and yes Malcolm Butler being there yes maybe it could have made a difference but the Eagles as far as I'm concerned they had an excellent game plan no, they did. that they executed darn near to perfection and whether Malcolm Butler was there or not I just don't think that there would have been a different the difference. The See, Eagles I, did whatever they wanted right. to and, against the Patriots and defense, here's, and I don't think that Malcolm Butler would have made much of a difference. Yeah, earlier, here, earlier. Here's whether it's much of a difference. Again, I'm not saying that they go from scoring 48 points to it was a shutout, but here's what we can agree because it's a fact. The New England defense couldn't have played worse, right? right? We can't say they put in Malcolm Butler and they played worse. That's right. not a fact because they, there is no way they could have played and, worse. And that's the thing. No, 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 none of his <laughs> defense, neither defense did much. Right. So so we're saying even if he helped a little, like I said, what if he just stops them? Right. One of those third well, downs. Yeah, exactly. One of those third downs, he knocks the ball away. Mm -hmm. One fourth down stop. There's 50-something plays in a game. on the, If he just made a difference on one play. That changes the outcome of the game. And see, and the thing about it, you can go about like all these plays making a difference, you know. But again, one thing is we we can't say again if Malcolm Butler wouldn't have got beat on that play. Like you don't know. I mean, we don't know. We don't necessarily know. But that's why I mean, to me, um, it wasn't a huge factor because it wasn't like. Like you said, it, it wasn't just all arsenal. I mean, it was it was runs, it was passes. It was I mean, they they just couldn't they do. They, they did whatever they wanted. So uh, again, to me, that that wasn't a big difference in the game. Although he could have helped, but 
to me, the big difference in the game to me was just those fourth down conversions, right? That's what I, I just feel like that was that was the game because if now if you don't get that fourth down conversion, not the the uh throw to um Foles, but the one they were down thirty three to thirty two with five minutes left. Mm-hmm. If they don't get that fourth down conversion, that's damn near that's the game. It was uh they were at midfield, I think. That's the game. Yeah. So um to me converting those fourth downs and having I mean they probably had to go for it. Why? Because their defense wasn't stopping. You know, you don't you don't punt it and then say, "Oh, we'll, we'll stop them." We haven't stopped them all game, right? So you got to rely on your offense, and they converted. And to me, it's the trickle down effect. And like you said, uh, Lamont, is that you know they're in the interior, they're not doing anything. But how that works is you say they complete the pass, the, the third and seven, they complete the pass for five and pick up the extra troop. You say, "Man, what? Why are we not tackling?" Lee normally makes that tackle. Where the hell is Lee? Lee's on the outside. Who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I normally don't play. But you know what I mean? It's like, Lee would have made that tackle. Well, Lee's on the outside guarding the deep threat. And it's like, why? Because Malcolm's sitting down. He's standing right there. And again, I think it's completely different when people are hurt. Because it's like, hey, yeah. we need this guy. Right. And, and it's out of, right. out of sight, out of mind. He's not here. Yo, we, I, we, gotta we don't got time it. to worry Just about like, what it's like. Cooks. You, know, you know, We don't got time to worry about that. We, we keep going. But it's one thing is every time you go to side, and you've seen He's it right in the they was his cornerbacks were standing with him. So it's not like he was standing off to the side. Like, his cornerbacks came off the field. They stand by him. Those pictures of you see him grind. His, his teammates are standing right there with him. Like, they're baffled. And, I, and you, Like you said, they professionals and the greatest of what they do. But you are human. Yeah, you're human. You, you, you yeah. are human. And there is some sort of, like, man, what the hell is going on here? Like, we're getting beat bad. And I don't know whether he, like I said, it's not that he's Deion Sanders. Or he's the greatest shutdown corner who ever lived. But we as a unit are not whole. Right. You know what I mean? And I, and I feel like Belichick, and, and again, we don't know what it is, and he's done his whole, he nipped it in the bud early, said it had nothing to do with discipline. Mm-hmm. He said, I went with the 53 that I thought gave us the best chance to play. That left a bad taste in my mouth. That's hard to swallow because and, he's been good for you up until that game. You know, I mean, you can't go off of just, a, one, just one week of practice. I mean, again, maybe he doesn't start. But now you see some things. It's like okay, maybe maybe let's try him again because it's like well, what, it, can't get worse. It, can't, it can't get any worse. It let's let's just worse. try him. Right. Let's just try him and then see. Because I've I've seen Belichick put people in and pull them right back out, mm-hmm. especially cornerbacks. I've seen I've seen it happen. Um, so it's like what what does it hurt to put him in? Because we 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 aren't doing much. At one point in time, we saw a cornerback get injured. And leave the game, and you think, all right, Malcolm yeah, coming you, in. You thought he was gonna come, come in. He right. feels like anybody else want to play cornerback. You know what I mean? No, like, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm and it was just like there. At that point, it kind of was like that's personal, dude. Like it's got, like you just enough, we went down the cornerback, and you still didn't bring back in uh, right. Malcolm, our best cornerback. Right. I mean, you, you didn't do that in the regular season. You know, I why, don't think that Malcolm playing would have made much of a difference. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you, I, I mean, we can sit here and you don't, speculate, you never but I will say this. The guy who, and, and you know how I feel about Tom Brady. I mean, mm-hmm. you know how I feel about quarterbacks. Regardless of if Malcolm Butler played or not, all right, and he did not play. If Tom Brady throws some better passes, all right, and it's, it's the Tom Brady that we're used to seeing, because this whole Patriots dynasty and everything that they're doing, it all comes down to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Last year against the Falcons, uh, Brady was throwing some dimes. That's why they were able to come back because he was throwing passes that uh, you've never really seen an NFL quarterback 
on a consistent basis be as accurate with that ball as he was in that second half in the Falcons game. So whether Malcolm Butler was there or not, the same way I said I come on the show and I'll talk great about Tom when Tom does something wonderful, especially when he's the reason that the team came back and won the game, I'm also going to get on when I feel like he didn't play his best game. And I think I think Brady knows that he did not play his best game. Yes, you miss Malcolm Butler. The defensive line got no pressure right. on, 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 on Foles. They got right. zero pressure yeah. on him. Okay, The defensive line, they didn't tackle anybody. All three of the running backs had everywhere to run. We talked about this coming into the game. How I know I talked about it, how I thought the backfield of both teams was going to have to make a mm -hmm. difference. I talked about how you can't allow the, you If you're the Eagles, you want to be ahead because it allows the Garrett Blunt to stay in the game because mm -hmm. he's not going to give you anything out of the passing game. All right. All right? He ran the ball tough. Mm -hmm. All right, you look at uh, Clement. I talked about mm -hmm. him being a big deal out of the passing game because of the matchup with the linebackers. The Eagles were able to get those matchups, and the Eagles were able to, to, to move the ball. Uh, you look at uh, what's the boy um, that came from Miami, Adai or yeah, whatever his name is. You look mm -hmm. at him. The Eagles' backfield did well. The Patriots' backfield got shut down for mm -hmm. the most part in the passing game. In the game. passing game. All right, yeah. because the Patriots were running the ball down the Eagles' throat, too. Yeah. All right, so when I'm looking at this game, yes, we everybody, we can all talk about Malcolm Butler. And, 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 and yes, he could have made a difference in the game. All right, but for me, this thing comes down to, it comes down to this. I think that Brady could have threw some better passes. All right, I think he missed some passes that he knows he missed. Mm. His go back and watch the Super Bowl and, and count how many wobbly passes Tom threw. Right, and and see to that, and that's what I'm saying. Those wobbly passes, most of them, I remember again, they were getting some pressure on him because the second half, mm -hmm. he he was throwing some down. I mean, they came mm -hmm. back. I mean, right off halftime, mm -hmm. it was it was like I don't know even know if they got an incomplete pass. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were just. Boom, boom, boom. And it was two drives, I believe, that they just went down and scored touchdowns easily. But I think the first half, like you talked about, and being wobbly, and, and it might not have been 100% of the time that it was wobbly, but I think maybe they made him uh, just uncomfortable enough to be able to throw those wobbly passes. And, you, again, you don't you don't see that often with Tom Brady. Let me tell you this. Every time Tom Brady gets credit for all the Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. Cool, no problem with that. Offense sells tickets, they get the name. All of the to all of the New England and Tom Brady Super Bowl wins have one thing in common: this great Tom Brady comebacks. Right, they're down and they come back. And you know how they're able to make those comebacks? The defense gets off the field. Right. Okay. So lost. And we talk about the twenty-seven point comeback, twenty-seven three in, in Atlanta. You know that. You know how he's able to do that right. because the defense gave him the ball back. The defense went out there, stopped him, got off the field, and said, "Tom, do what you did." Well, and the other game. Okay. And so, in each one of okay. each one of these comebacks, there's a common thread. Mm -hmm. The defense stopped the opposing well, team. I'm, okay. Well, let me let me get you right there because, as far as I'm concerned, Atlanta self destructed. No, let me finish. Let me finish. So no, let me finish. Let me finish. The defense. The reason that that sack happened, that 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 kind of took Atlanta out of field goal position, was because the running back missed his block. The Eagles didn't do that. So that so the Falcons last year actually helped the Patriots defense. Whereas this year, the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, I got to give it to them. They yeah, did a great sound. job. Yeah. And even with that said, even with that said. The Patriots at the end of the at the end of the game. So many times we've seen this situation, and I guarantee everybody was saying this. There, there was, was too much time left on the clock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, no. And they had no time lost. They had no time lost though. The Patriots, if I'm not mistaken, didn't the Patriots come back and take the lead? Yeah, it was 32, 33. Okay, at like the said, end yeah. of the game, did the Patriots or did the Patriots not have the football? It's a simple yes or no question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In that situation, 
All right, I don't care if it's timeouts left. Even though if you look at the first pass, and and, and, and the Eagles did a great job of getting pressure, pressure this time. Right. He, it, had, it he had a wide receiver yeah. wide open, well, he, and he, he could not step he, into his right. He couldn't. If get he completes that. that pass, it changes the whole mm-hmm. complexity of that situation. But that's mm-hmm. okay. The pressure now, now we want to talk about the pressure, and this is where this is where I got to give credit to the Eagles defense and and Cooks going out allowed the Eagles defense to do something that completely eliminated the running backs from the back from from the passing game. You know what they did was 27. Um, Mitchell. You know what they did with him? They dropped him down in the box, and he had the running backs man in there, which completely took the backs Mm -hmm. out of the game. Something else the Patriots were doing that took the running backs out of the game, every pass play they had the backs chipping. If you have your backs chipping Mm -hmm. all the time, that's giving the quarterback more time Uh to throw the ball, and it's giving the wide receivers more time. It's it's giving the wide receivers uh, more time to work. All right. But but you're you're also allowing your routes to be defined. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots, everybody knows this. Anybody who watched the Patriots play, the running backs and the passing game are a critical piece of what the Patriots do. When Cooks went out, it allowed them to drop the safety down in the box because you didn't have to worry about it because the Patriots really didn't have anybody over there that can blow the top off the defense. Mm-hmm. All right. So once again, and even when you were talking about the the, the pressure that they were getting on Tom. We've seen Tom under the same type of pressure throw strikes. We yeah, watched no, him yeah, I mean, dimes. yeah. But the only thing that was different was how that ball was coming out of his hand. That was the only difference. But, go ahead. Go, 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 go. I've watched more sporting events with you than I can count. I've never watched sporting events with you, but I'd imagine it said it said all across the country. And anybody who watches any sporting event, when the game is on the line, what everybody says, we gotta get a stop. This, you got a basketball game? Come on, I've been there with you. We gotta get a stop. We gotta get a stop. This is the one right here. We gotta get a stop. Third down. We gotta get a stop. We got to get a stop. Then you watch it. Dang. Another pick up that first down. Okay. Another three more to third down. This is the one. Stand up. Defense. You know what the signs say? Defense. Stand up. We gotta get a stop. We gotta. And the whole time you're watching this New England game, you go, there's no stops. Right. It's every time you say we gotta get a stop, it doesn't come. I mean, it just well, on third, they're going for it on fourth down. All right, fourth down, we gotta get a stop. It's fourth down. This is the key to the game. We get, we know, because we know we got Tom Brady. So we know once we get a stop, get the ball back, and we we, we know how this game right. goes. Exactly. And it was like we were waiting the whole game for this stop that never came. Right, it, it just never came. But that's and that's why I said earlier, it's like I watching mean, a Dan Tony. It's like watching a Mike D'Antoni uh, Sunday. It's just like, let's get a stop. Okay. Let's get three on the other end. You know, it's just like, we're not, there's nothing ever coming. Like a regular game, like I said, I mean, you don't think of them going forward on fourth down. Like, because they, 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 I mean, you can consider those stops when they get them on fourth down, but now they going forward on fourth down. And again, now if you stop them one of them times on fourth down, I mean, you win the game. Yeah. You, you, win, yeah. you win the game. Yes. Uh, again, especially yes. That, that last one. I mean, you you win the game if you get that yes. stop. But it's it's tough because now it's, I, I you you got four downs. Now I got to stop them on four downs, and they came with a, a pick play, and you know he was wide open, and you got the first down, um, and to keep the chains moving. So I mean, like you said, I mean you you do need a stop. But the Patriots, I mean, you can say they kind of got to stop, but I mean they they didn't obviously because they went four on fourth down and mm-hmm. got the conversion. And and again. It, if you stop them one of those times, you lose the game. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We're also talking about, okay, if you look at this season, all right, and you can correct me on the numbers if I'm wrong, the Eagles were one of the top defenses in the National Football Oh, I, I thought you were going to say. Okay. Mm. The Patriots were not. Yeah? No. 
So as far as I'm concerned, the Eagles, who had a excellent game plan, and, and I believe we talked about this in the last show, you can't, if the Eagles are able to make the Patriots play from behind, it's going to allow the Eagles to keep their playbook wide open. Right. And that's exactly what they did. Mm -hmm. One of the questions coming into the game was, was the Eagles offensive coordinator going to continue to stay aggressive? Right. And he continued to stay aggressive. Okay. Uh, to MG's point, where there were two teams, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, who say we want the Patriots. Right. I agree with him. They came in with that mentality. What you had was one of the best defenses in the league, all right, and one of the worst defenses in the league, playing against a, 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 a playing against a Tom Brady offense right. and playing against an Eagles offense that's very explosive, that's very dynamic, and then executed, like I said, darn near flawlessly. Yeah. All right, and to AK's point, where he said, hold on, LJ, Malcolm Butler playing wouldn't have made a difference. I'm not saying that Malcolm Butler playing would not have made a difference. But what I'm saying is, for me, the difference in this game was was Tom Brady and, and some of those passes that, that, that he missed. But, but, we're not used to seeing Tom would, Brady miss be. these passes. When we're talking about the New England Patriots, we're talking about when you're talking about the New England Patriots coming back, understand that, hey, you know, your defense needs to stop. But at the end of the day, they were in a situation where you had the ball in Tom Brady's hands. Yeah, game. they still had a, a okay. chance and to they win still the game. Had a chance to right. win the game. On top of the fact that your field goal kicker missed the field goal and your field goal kicker missed the extra point. Special teams wise, the the, the Patriots were not where they needed to be. Um, uh, AK asked a question on here. Uh, Lane Johnson says the Patriots operate off of off of the fear approach. Do you guys agree? Um, Hold on, before you address that, which fine. I feel like you're making. You're saying Tom Brady wasn't perfect, and that's why we didn't win. It's like when you pick up the box score, no, I'm and not the guy saying. has 37, no, 5, no, 5, 5, and you're no. like, yeah, dude, you got to hit that. I'm not you know saying. I mean? It's like, come on, man. Like, I'm not saying bad, that Tom Brady had to passes. be perfect, but what I am saying is that there was something about the way Tom was throwing the ball. Tom Brady throws spirals, period, point blank. Not every, not all the time. Not all the time, but I've never seen, I have never seen Tom Brady throw as many ducks in the game as I did watching this. He, he, he did in the Super Bowl, the, the, the Giants Super Bowl, uh, one of the, that they lost. Uh, like, I mean, you, it's because we don't, we don't look for it necessarily. I, I mean, I guarantee you if you go back, because I, I, I look at it, mm -hmm. you know, like that because again everybody thinks Tom is perfect mm -hmm. right and he's not and and he has to live up to that stigma mm -hmm. and so when I, I don't know his box scores for his for the last Super Bowl that he won I mean he mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he probably it was incomplete yeah, right, it was right. probably 10 12 15 incomplete passes mm -hmm. um so he, he misses the passes mm -hmm. um me again t I disagree that it was because of Tom's passes mm -hmm. um, again my my thing was it was just the conversions the mm -hmm. the, the fourth down conversions were the, the reasons why um, that game uh, went the way it went, mm -hmm. but uh, but I, but I understand what you're saying. But um, the pressure to me, um, Tom Brady is human. The mm -hmm. pressure got to him, and yeah, he threw wobbly balls. And we are accustomed to seeing him sometimes because because he did it in that game. Sometimes he did step up and make some throw some dimes under pressure, mm -hmm. um, but. Like you said, I mean, it was some of them throws that obviously he would want back. I mean, and that's that that goes um, to a lot of players. I mean, you would you would want some of these plays back, but the thing about him is he gets the ball in his hands, what fifty times? You know how many times he throw it? Forty, yeah, right? Yeah. For, you know, forty-eight times. So it's like, um, you know, I'm sure Roe would want you know that play back, um, but you know he only has but so many plays you know that he's going to be able to make. But Tom. 
um, has a lot. Mm-hmm. Go ahead know. and address Alvin's uh, question. I, I, I think the fear, I, I don't think, to answer Alvin's question, I don't think that they operate off of a fear. I, I think that they operate off of an accountability system where if you do something wrong, you're going to be held accountable. And 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 um and when Bruce was here, when we were talking about it, hey, you know, you could fumble the ball, you may not dress See, next week. Right. Whereas in Bruce talked about it, well, this person will fumble five times, <laughs> right. and he's still going to play. Right. That's where the fear comes in. I don't. I, I think the fear is is that you're in a place that if you do something wrong, you're going to be held accountable for it, and that's not something that that you're used to, especially if you're a good player or if you're just playing pro sports. I mean, we look at it now. We see, like I said, Bruce talked about it. You can make mistake after mistake after mistake, and you're still going to get your opportunity to play. Whereas in New England, you keep making mistakes. You, you're going to be on the bench or you're going to be gone. Right. I think the fear comes with where you're in an environment where you're going to be held accountable for, mm-hmm. not, do, for not doing your job. So I don't, I, I don't think that they operate off of fear. I think that, that I've always said it's, it's one place that you're, I believe is fair. If you're on the 53-man roster, I think that, you're going to, that you can legitimately – believe that you're going to get a chance to play, especially if the guy ahead of you makes a mistake. Um, and I think, like I said, the fear for me, it comes from you're going to do your job or it's going to be consequences to pay, whereas it's not like that in every team around. Well, so speak about how both of your your times ended in New England. So you feel like your last day in New England, was it fair? Were you, bri- were you blindsided? Did you get, was that? So, so hold on, that, and that's why I, uh, just what uh, you were talking about, mm-hmm. um, this similar kind of thing happened. To me. I don't. We played the Colts. Mm-hmm. It was Sunday night. Um, I don't know if you got probably remember it. it was when they questioned Belichick for going forward on fourth and one. Oh yeah, that right like, punting yeah. instead of and punting was, and, yeah. and giving the defense all the way uh, the, uh, uh, straight pass to fall. To yeah, fall. Yeah, right yeah. To, instead of and he was like deep in in in, uh, in your own territory. Yeah, yeah, right. So that game. Let me tell you before the game. I don't know if it was right before the game or during the week. He told the cornerbacks, if we don't press every play, you're coming out. Right? So, I'm not saying I have fear, but it was – it was, and, and I got scored on on this play. In my mind, I was tired as hell. Right? But I'm like, man, I, I can't press right now. Because I'm tired. And so, <laughs> but I'm like, if, if I don't press, he might take me out. Uh-huh. So I'm in between the, you know, the press and like I'm walking up and, and they hike the ball and then uh, Garcon hits me with a double move and, you know, I'm, I'm there. All right. I mean, no, nah, but I, I'm, I'm close, but uh, he scores. And I'm like, fuck. I mean, but now, oh, well, okay. <laughs> but, but, but I'm like, I'm like, man, and now I feel bad because now I got scored on. But like, and now I might come out the game because I got scored. I, I don't know. And you feel like you got scored on because you was pressing? Be- because I had that in my mind. Like, man, if I don't press, he gonna take me out. And because it's like he will, he'll do it. You know what I mean? And and you can't necessarily play like that. And and that play happens, you know, to me because of that. In my mind, I I believe that because Garcon and and I was playing Garcon one on one with no safety help because we were doubling. Um, Marvin, or no, Reggie, uh, Reggie Wayne, and so, uh, and and they they had a stat up there. I mean, I had an interception, I had you know, a few pass breakups. I still, I played a hell of a game with no safety help, just and pressing with no safety help. But then um, again, the time where I wanted to not press, um, I press, and you know, and that happens. If you're you on know? a different team, would you have, would you? 
Absolutely, I wouldn't have pressed. You'd have done. What you <laughs> I, I would have done what I wanted to do. Right. But it's like you know, it's the it's the Belichick way. It's a it's a patriot way. Like mm-hmm. you gotta do it, or else. And you're Malcolm Butler. You may you yeah. may not you, and, know, and let me you may not play after the game. Is it like Lee? I understand you gave up the touchdown. You gave up the touchdown. No, what I told you to do. No, no, nah, just like yo, you gave up a touchdown. You gave up a touchdown, and that's what I'm saying. And so I feel I feel I'm like damn, I gave up a touchdown, and I, I'm feeling like you know I let my team down and all that. But mm-hmm. but nobody knows in my mind. I'm thinking, man, if I don't press, um, you know, he gonna take me out. You know, and that's what's psychologically in my mind. So I don't know if they play off it, but it's just um. Is is you feel like you have to do exactly what they want you to do, and and another thing, I see in a locker room. I was in a locker room, and I, I used to tell them, I was like, I can't play like a robot. Like I'm not a robot. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you can't tell me I have to do this as a cornerback because each play is different. This this guy may you know stem me this way. I, mm-hmm. I I can't do um what you want me to do every time, and and that was the problem to me sometimes as a cornerback. Is they wanted you to play a specific way, mm-hmm. um, and so I don't necessarily know if it's fair. I don't know, but knowing that story and hearing that, which is awesome, that's a great story. That's uh, that's what you guys bring players because we don't know that. What if Malcolm Butler has decided that you know, like I'm, I'm tired of just doing, and that's what he saw in practice is that Malcolm Butler saying, "I'm not going to press," and the reason I'm not going to press is because if I do that, they're going to do da da da. At which point, says, you know, I think this dude has decided that he knows more football than me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it could that, be possible. And that's just hearing that story, which makes it sound like you said you didn't want to press because you're you've been cornerback your entire life and you didn't think that gave you the best opportunity. And in and your that, situation, you were right. But Belichick doesn't care. It's da da da. And what if Malcolm Butler decided, yeah, I'm just not going to press, and and he decided, well, and that, if you're not going to press, you're not going to play. Right. And that could be possible. And but see me, I, I wouldn't have done it in practice. Right. I mean, but it, it was times where some things I, I would do in the game um, because he didn't give me that message though before the game, like oh. You know, if you don't press, I'm gonna take you out. It was some games where I, I did what I felt was needed um, to do, and and they saw it on film. Like, oh man, we should incorporate that. You know, it's, it's times where they do that because they they've done that when I've just done my own thing. But I'm just saying that message before the game that is just what stuck in my head. And again, I've seen it happen. I've seen them just take guys out, and you never see the field again. Right. You know? And and so I was a I was gonna be a free agent that next year. It was this was 2009, so I'm like. <laughs> I got to do everything I got to do to stay on the field, to to, you know, to help my chances going somewhere else or staying here. How did you feel? How did your time in New England end? Uh, So, and it was it was sketchy um, because so I was I was injured. I had a back injury, and they didn't feel like I guess I had a back injury, like they. Yeah, um, and so I was playing with the herniated disc. They didn't feel like you had a back. I mean, you know, that's what they that's that's how they approached it, Mm -hmm. and so. And and it, this was another thing. It was in practice too. Um, this was the day before I got released. I'll just fast forward the story. Um, they wanted me to play outside shade on a receiver in a certain defense. Um, but uh, but I played inside shade because the way he stemmed me. And then I got the interception. And then I ran and I like I didn't even run it back. I just threw it because because I was going through some things with them and injuries. Uh, and, I, and I was like coming off the bench. I was like the the nickel, and I, I was okay with that. That was my ninth year, so um, I got to the sideline. So I got the interception. Uh, man, Tom was happy. He was on the sideline. He he wasn't the guy that threw it. It was a um, uh, the scout team quarterback. I forgot who it was. Oh, this is practice. This is practice. Oh, okay. So this is practice. Right. Uh, so I intercepted the ball, um, and I didn't play the the shade that they wanted me to play. I got to the sideline. 
my my defensive back coach said, "Hey man, you were supposed to play outside shade." I was like, "I just got an interception. Why are you why are you coming to me? That's the first thing that you say. You don't even say, "Man, good catch, good this." You just come to me and say, "I didn't play outside shade." Well, because the way he stemmed me, I wasn't about to be outside because now he's stemming me for a reason. So I got the interception. But that's the way he approached me about it. And then I was like, you know, upset. And, you know, then he came to me after uh, the practice, talked to me about some other stuff. And he said they felt like I wasn't on the same page with them. And I told him I didn't feel like y'all was on the same page with me. Right. You know, and I kind of I kind of voiced my opinion to him. Right. Whether it was going to get back to Bill or not, which it did, I guess. And, you know, the next day I got released. Um, the next so day. The next day. It was, it was, um, the next day. Yeah, the next day. I mean, but uh, again, I told you, I fast forward the story. Right. Uh, it, it was a lot of things that happened that season. Um, again, with my injury and with me not playing and them not playing me or practicing. Did you even cetera, see that coming at all when the day you got released? From from the conversation that I had with my defensive back coach, I, I wouldn't be I wasn't surprised the next day. I wasn't surprised because I I voiced again. I, I told him I've never heard a coach come up to a player after he makes a play, and you tell me I'm supposed to be outside shade. You could you could tell you could talk to me after man, great play, blah blah. But we want you to be outside shade. I I, I could take that, but again, and and I was accumulated with all the other stuff that was going on too. And so that's why I, I had my frustrations with the coach, with you know my words, um, again, and it got to Bill. And um, <laughs> did you ever see Bill Jack again? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you have the. I mean, he he talks to you. Oh, the exit interview. Yeah, the, I mean, after you get released, I mean, he he calls you up to the office and. And you know, then did you, you you had that conversation with him, or at that point you was already done? Yeah, I mean, but but, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, you know, it was it was a bunch of you know nonsense. I, 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 I would say it was like. You know, I can't re remember verbatim, but he was just saying how, uh, you know, it, things just weren't, you know, going the way either of us planned. And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it, it wasn't. Um, but, you know, the injury wasn't talked about really. You know, it was just they were talking about other things. Um, but uh, it, my injury played a huge. So know, when you walk out that building that day, how are you feeling? After Patriot? Um, no, nah, I mean. I mean, it's 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 a yeah, it's, it's a business decision. It's like you know, I mean, you feel like whatever. Like I, I'm gonna go and go somewhere else. But you didn't leave play. out of there saying, "Boy, that sure was fair." No, no, of course not. I, <laughs> okay. I, 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 didn't, I didn't, I didn't believe it was fair. Like I said, I don't, I didn't tell you all the backstory. Right, right, but, right, right, right. But that's why I voiced and and was so adamant about how I felt, and and I, I let everybody know. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I talked about in the Super Bowl. If that would have happened, I probably would have got to a point where I'd have everybody would have known that I was upset that this guy wasn't in the game. Probably, Secret. you know, what I mean? like coaches would have known that. And then shit, I don't know if they would have benched me or not, but I would have let it be known. I, here's my thing. I feel like there's this myth, or there's I don't even know what to call it a myth. There's this aura out there that the Patriots way is everybody's just one uniform. Everybody's happy. You go to work. Oh, you do oh. your job. Da da da. And I think there's a 
lot more of those stories. Because if I Absolutely. if 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 this isn't your second time sitting here, this isn't personal, this isn't a podcast, and I and I just brought you on for a two minute interview, and I said, how'd you say about the Patriots? I love my time at the Patriots. It was a good time. <laughs> you know, we won a lot of games. I learned a lot. Belichick is great. It's a great system. And uh, go Patriots. Yeah, and I think there's a hell of a lot more stories like that out there that are that are not told. Right, but that doesn't go to say that the Patriots wasn't a good time. Not at right? all. But, not at but all. It, it's not perfect. And that's right. what a, a, a lot of people feel like. And a lot of people feel like Bill makes perfect decisions. Well, he, he makes perfect. He makes decisions based upon what he feels like is best. You know, obviously, everybody can sit back and say, hey, man, that wasn't a, a good decision. But he's going to live with it and he's going to make that decision. And that's what, you know, he's going to do because he's the head football coach. Right? He, he doesn't, uh, everybody else doesn't dictate, you know, to him what he should do with the team. He's going, right, whether the backlash is there or not. It's just like Nick Saban. Um, making that change with the quarterback. Uh, if if you know if that didn't work out, they'd have been like, "Whoa, well, why did you pull him?" Right? right. I mean, so in hindsight, but he it's feel, a, he it's feels a, like it's like, a results-driven league. Exactly. And it's him and Belichick, they have the results. Right. So and, and like, like, like you talked about, he wants right. to let you go. In the grand scheme of things, you're a blimp on the radar in Patriots history. Right. To and, his seven his, Super Bowls, whatever. And, and, so it's exactly. So it's I mean, so it's it's not a big deal because they'll they'll move on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and this, again, they, they moved on without Malcolm Butler, and and they still had a chance yeah, to win. They'll move on without without we'll, everybody, with, that's except for number twelve. And I think that he is so <laughs> anxious to get in my what I'm reading the tea leaves. I think he's so anxious to get number twelve out the door so he can show that we're going to move on without you too. I mean, and I think that's what that whole Garoppolo thing was about. Yeah, you know is what? That, is that, that he's right prepared there? to I show I, that? I, 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 I'm not sure about that. So, what do you read into the Garoppolo thing? The Garoppolo thing, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, there's some specifics about the Garoppolo thing that that I don't know, but it doesn't surprise me that he got rid of Garoppolo. No, no, he didn't get Garoppolo. Or, 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 it, put his way, it doesn't, got rid it of doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that Garoppolo is not there. It doesn't surprise me. At the end of the day, I think that there are so many Patriots, so many people who are just waiting for the Patriots to just fall. That everything that happens is just it just gets it just gets blown up. It, it, Regardless of whether he wanted Garoppolo or not, I think that he liked having Garoppolo because if it's one thing that if you look at, uh, this is what I gathered from being at the Patriots when I looked at our roster from starter to backup, is he likes to have depth. I think he likes to have. I, mm-hmm. I think he likes to have depth. Um, but so so I hate to cut you off, but he didn't have have any depth at quarterback when he got rid of Garoppolo. He got rid of that the they don't seven. even have a quarterback. Right. I mean no, they have Hoyer, but they didn't even have a backup. For for uh, Brady, so that that I mean that goes to show Belichick maybe wasn't the one who really wanted that to happen because like you said he likes depth. But but go yeah, ahead. But, but what I'm saying is, is to the point of of him of MG saying he wants to win without Tom. I think that whatever happened with that Garoppolo thing, like I said, I think that he believes in depth, and I think that if he had a problem with Garoppolo leaving, it's because hey. Uh, you know, I want to keep this guy because he he's he's our backup. Right now, to trade, I believe they got a second round draft pick for which him, is, which I is which is insane. Where I, and I think Garoppolo was going to be a free agent. No, Garoppolo was Garoppolo going to be a free agent at the uh, end of the year. Yeah, I, I believe so. The Patriots they would have had the, the they would have had the like a uh, franchise. They won't have the friend. They won't have to do something that the Patriots never do. They were not going to pay him the money that he was going to have that he was going to get but, paid. But here's what the story is: what he's that Bill wanted that. 
Bill wants Bill had pegged him. This is my guy. Right. This is the next one. So I want him here next year. And if we have to, fr- if like, we got to do it, we got to do what I'm it. Saying. Like he was ready. He's ready to move on from this Tom Brady thing. And, I mean, well, it's because it's, it's gonna it's gonna it's happen. Right. I'm not it's saying it's like get out the door. He's like, I have a 40 year old quarterback. Yeah, and I have a whatever he is, 25 year old quarterback. Whether it's five years or four years, and so that's what I'm saying is that Bill is ready. He is prepared and fully ready for the Tom Brady era to end. But Tom Brady is. But here's the thing. And Kraft said, I think and that, Kraft I think was on that. it. Kraft said, I'll sign with Brady. I'll get him up out of here, mm-hmm. and we'll do another. You know, if, if Brady says he wants to play five years, and I, which I think Belichick is like not a shot in hell. Mm-hmm. No, like it just doesn't work that way. And I think Kraft put his foot down and was like, well, on this one, it will. Mm-hmm. I think that the whole Garoppolo thing, whether whether Coach Belichick liked it or not, I just think that for the Patriots. That was it was inevitable that at the end of this at the end of this season that Garoppolo was going to be gone. The only thing that you could do was franchise him. But then you franchise him twice. So well, something. no, you franchise him and hope that a team gets desperate and wants him, and then you can get yourself some first round draft right. picks for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see that. Happening. Yeah. But but um, you know, to, as far as your as, as as far as you know, my experience when I left New England was different. I thought mm-hmm. I was going to get cut in the middle of the season. <laughs> you know, remember I went out with the back injury. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of had the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I remember going to treatment. And I'm thinking, look, I've, I've had this injury since. I've had a back issue since college. Mm-hmm. I know how it feels. I feel like I'm very confident in what it's going to take to get this pain away. And doing exercises isn't going to help. <laughs> I just need to ice and I need to lay down and I just kind of need to calm down. I remember, um, you know, didn't really get into it. With the with, with the uh, with the trainer, but I could tell that he was a little disgusted mm-hmm. until I went and got my my uh, cat scan. They found out that you know I had a crack, I had a stress fracture mm-hmm. in my lower back, um, and then I tore my calf, missed eight games. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure, oh man, they're gonna wait till I get back out to practice, and then because yeah. I believe you can't but, cut a guy uh, if he's hurt. If he's hurt, right, man. When, when I got out to practice, I'm out there with a torn <laughs> calf. I'm limping through practice, trying to get through practice, couldn't get through practice. I remember going in and thinking to myself, oh, man, this is it. <laughs> I went out to practice. They got me on film. I'm in full gear, limping, and they about to get rid of me. I was surprised that that after four games, I missed the next eight games. And then I came back in the last four games and got a, a, a significant load. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that season, um, I was excited. Mm-hmm. I knew I was a free agent. I was like, man, it changed my life. It changed my whole way of thinking. By the end of the game, I remember it, that, like you said, you cannot do the release from Oakland, everything terrible. You show yeah. up there. Yeah. I remember you calling me. I'm about to go out here and pray for me. I'm about to do this. Remember that? Mm-hmm. You said, I'm about to do this. The condition. Oh, my God. 20. He said, I'm about to do this. <laughs> that was a conditioning test. Right. So he said, I remember you called me. You said, I'm about to do this. He said, I said, you're going to make it. He's like, I seriously doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously doubt it. Might see you tomorrow. I was like, all right, bro. And then I actually didn't even hear from him for the rest of the night. He's like, did it and basically died. But whatever. You go out there, open four games, then you get injured eight. And then, like you said, when you came back, I think you had a three touchdown game or a two touchdown game or something in New England in the snow. Yeah, I scored. I scored. I mean, I, um, I scored against Buffalo, Arizona. Oakland. Right. So you're getting. So I was. I mean, I, right. I, I, I was. I was doing my thing. You're getting in, in back into the group games, of things, but I was a free agent. Mm-hmm. So when I left, I was excited. I'm like, man, I was ready to come back. That I, I, that happened to be a year that Coach Lynch passed, mm-hmm. and and that just completely destroyed me when Coach Lynch passed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had such. I mean, New England did so much for me. I was so excited to come back and talk to Coach Lynch mm-hmm. about 
Man, I got some stuff. Right. Oh man, I, I, I got information. I'm ready to share with him. That's about to take Suitland over the top. Right. Um. But then that happened, and I was like, man, sh I hope they sign me back. Next thing I know, I saw they signed Fred Taylor. I said, well, I'm not going back. I'm <laughs> not going to have two big backs out there. And right. we're talking about Fred Taylor. Right. That. Right. Um. And then after that, you know, I, I, I went to Denver and played for Josh McDaniels. Mm -hmm. That was his first head coaching job. But uh, when you did talk you, about but when you left New England, sorry, was it? Did you did you have a good feeling? Like. I had a great feeling. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. When when you found out you were released, were you thinking like, man, no, I wasn't released. Was released. I was a free agent. agent. Free agent. Yeah, I mean, the right, season was right, over. Right. Really, it was just, just a matter of, of hey, signing back. I think I got in, in my Alvin, hey, Alvin Kills, everybody Alvin Kills. That's my age. That, hey, that was my agent. Hell of an agent. Great agent. Um, I'm my sitting up here saying to myself, yeah, AK. So I'm up here thinking, man. AK be working his magic. <laughs> right. And man, if, if I can get back in New England, but like I said, Fred Taylor was there. I was mad. I put it this way. I would have took less money to go back to New England mm -hmm. because of, of what yeah. it did for me just as a man, as a football player. I wanted to get a full season there. Um, but, but you know, what you went through, I mean, I, I believe, like MG said, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a lot of those stories out there. Um, if there's one thing from my experience there is you're not going to do your own thing as a player. And so as a player, you're going to be on the page with the same page with the coaches. Mm -hmm. It's not about what your you, plan is. Mm -hmm. It's about, hey, this is your job. This is what we're asking you to do. Right. And if you bucket us, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, you know what? You're a free agent anyway. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I feel like that's happened. Like, we, we've yet to hear Randy Moss talk about, I mean, his thing was on, like, Friday, I, I think I deserve some more money. On Sunday, it was, you should, somewhere else. And, you know, mid-season, nah, they're talking that, about that the wasn't even that. It, it was because I was, I was there. Were you? Um, okay, you were yeah, there. Yeah, I was there in 2000. Was it 10 that he got released? It was the year after you, yeah. So you guys missed each other actually by a year. Yeah, yeah I was there. My my first year there was two thousand and nine. Yeah. Right. So that's and that's yeah. when we yeah. signed. Well, Fred Taylor. Fred yeah. Taylor. Yeah. But no. So Randy Moss, man, uh, it, it had it had to be two thousand ten season where mm -hmm. he got released. But um, you know, I just heard. I mean, he got into it with um, the offense coordinator. Um, what's the guy for Houston now? Uh, oh, Billy O. That's right. Billy the guy was, wasn't there. Uh, the guy who used to be from Maryland. He's the, right? Yeah, he's the head coach for the Texans now. Billy yeah. O. Mm -hmm. he, he, he coached at Maryland for a second. He came after me. He coached me. Right. Yeah. Right. Was it O'Brien? Yeah. Billy O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard he got into it with him like a halftime one of those games and kind of, you know, went off. And um, then I, I guess, again, it, it, it just snowballed into. You know something more. Snowball fast though. Yeah, fast. Yeah, fast, fast, and then just like that. I mean, you know, he was gone. And now, now you're in that locker room, and you're like, "That's Randy so, Moss." One, two years ago, he had 22 touchdowns. Yeah, he's, you know, second greatest receiver ever played. So you're in that locker room, and you're thinking, "What?" When Randy Moss is gone, well, mid season. See, well, Miss. Well, the thing is, again, I was hurt, so I, I'm hearing this like secondhand because I wasn't there at the games. But you know, I'm coming in for treatment and stuff <laughs> like that. And they like, man, you should have heard this and that, and um, and you see these things unfold. And I mean, it's just, again, it's I mean, business. I mean, you you think that that's going to happen? If well, maybe not. Maybe not to Randy Moss because right. because of how uh, the relationship with Tom and him. I mean, they had a great relationship. Uh, so you you wouldn't think that that would happen to to uh, Moss, but I mean, it, it just shows that I mean you you're not going to buck the system, right? 
to, to and then it don't matter it don't matter who you are so to speak to to speak to what alvin is saying the time back when you're there isn't that kind of that pablo escobar moment like uh-oh they just all Randy moss like right. you know what i mean and, like anybody can get it around here and i get i mean but you have to show that um and I, I remember just watching film in film room. We up there, and, and everybody's watching film. He he's talking stuff to Tom Brady. Like, what the f- are you doing? Make this Stay throw. Worth that effing <laughs> play, Tom. <laughs> right, right. I mean, so so he he shows you that. I mean, nobody from the first guy to the fifty-three man uh, person on the roster, whoever it is. I mean, he's just going to coach you up, and he's going to let you know what you're doing wrong. Uh, and then to, I guess, set that example, you know, of, of Moss, it's like nobody's bigger than the team. And so, but again, in the back of my mind, I still, I don't go back and think, oh, man, man, he cut Randy Moss, he'll cut me. But, I, well, I guess right. I, I, I guess it is. I guess that is in the back of your mind. But it's because they've done it. You History. Um, before I got there, Lloyd Malloy, that was mm-hmm. a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when he released him, I wasn't in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Willie McGinnis. Right. I wasn't in the locker room, but you, you were in the league and you see, dang. Lloyd Malloy, he got, they got rid of him right before that was the like first the, game of the season. Yeah, it was like it was literally like after the fifty-three man roster, after the preseason. Jump, right. It was literally like week to, to get the right before, hours before you know week one starts. Exactly. I, I mean, so you've seen it, Richard Seymour. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was there. I think two thousand nine, and I think that's when they um, kind of phased him out, and you could see it. Um, and but Richard Seymour is, is a beast. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went he went over to Oakland and, and yeah. still balled out. Um, but uh, it just goes to show, man. If if again you're not on the same page with them, and that's that's one of the things that because uh, after that season, I want to say that I got released. I went. Uh, I forgot who got married or somebody had a bachelor party, and we were all there. And they they said that Bill went to the captains. I guess after um, he released me, and it just was like Lee just uh, wouldn't do what I wanted him to do. <laughs> <laughs> And that's pretty much, hey, hey, like you hit, you hit the nail on the head right there. He wouldn't right. do what I wanted him to do. Yeah, he, he, I'm Bill Belichick. <laughs> I run this show, and that's just how it's going to be. We can easily find a guy to replace you. You you, you have a greater chance of losing a game as a coach if you have players who aren't on the same page with you opposed to having players who are on the same page with you. Uh, I remember when we lost Pittsburgh. We lost the game to Pittsburgh, all right? When Coach Belichick stands up there to me, because you know how he is on Monday, he mm-hmm. breaks down everything. Everything. If we lose a game and it was on something that he talked about on Monday, and you didn't do it right in the game, oh, all heck, all all heck's about to break loose. All heck's about to break loose. I've seen guys get benched for it. I've seen guys become inactive for it. This is just one year, but it all goes back to 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 what AK was talking about uh, about his question with the with the whole fear thing. Mm-hmm. I think the fear is the accountability. You're going to be held accountable for not doing your job. You're going to be held accountable for being disrespectful. You're going to be held accountable for those things. Whereas in, on other teams, in, in college, and even on the high school and the youth now, youth leagues now, right. they're you know, taking winning over 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 the character, over the standard, over being a team guy. And so that you know, that's what that, I, I think that that's what the, um, you know we talk <clears> about just having those experiences uh, in New England. Mm-hmm. You know. All of these things play a huge factor, but there, there's a reason why they're always the team yeah. that's picked is because of that. Right. 
Like, as much as you may dislike it, the reason that the Patriots are always on top is because of that. You're not going to come in there and do what you want to do. If you don't do your job, then we're going to give another guy an opportunity. And if that guy takes advantage of his opportunity, guess what? You may be inactive. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, what it does is it gets, it gets a whole locker room it on shows, the same page. Right. It, it, and shows it shows what, out there on the field. Yeah. And and see, and to go to, to my credit, I mean, it wasn't like I was just, uh, what's the word? Just like... Disgruntled, or, yeah, yeah, or just yeah. or just like always trying to be rebellious, yeah, right? Yeah, I wasn't, yeah, yeah. but it, it's just certain things. And again, on top of the injury, um, that that was the reason, the <coughs> reasoning why you know all that came about because of uh, again, I mean, we weren't on the same page, like like the coach said, how he felt like I wasn't on the same page. I felt like they weren't on the same page with me because of my injury and because of what yeah. I was going through and yeah. and what they were asking me to do. Um, I wasn't able to do it a lot of the times. And, you know, I'm just, I know my body. I know how to play football. I've done it for a long time. And it's like, here, here's some of the things that's going to give me the best chance to, to make a play. You know, just like they want to say, that here's the best chance. I'm giving you the best chance to, uh, or I'm giving the team the best chance to win. I'm giving myself a best chance to make a play and, and not look bad. Mm -hmm. You know, even though you may think, again, I should press every play. Well, some sometimes I don't think I should. Again mm -hmm. and and again I and but it's it's times like I talked about where I did something in the game where they didn't coach it but it worked and then they came back in the film room and was like hey I want us to play like this now mm -hmm. um, but so they pick and choose you know whatever it is they want to do but but again uh, but it just back to that it, it just goes to show um, how they have things and how they how other people view it and so when other people like you say view it. Uh, so I guess maybe it is a fear factor, I guess, because mm -hmm. it's showing, hey, listen, Moss, if Moss do it, he out. If this guy does it, he's inactive. This guy, so it's, uh, like you said, it just has people, it, it, but it's accountable. It just has people on their P's and Q's and just, you know, hey, what what they want is what I'm going to yeah, give them. I, I just don't want to, and again, I, I, I love to hear your story, and, and, and I think it proves that it's not everybody seeing Kumbaya over there and everybody oh, saying, it, it, you know, this is not the greatest thing and Bill's the greatest in the Patriot way is, the, is life and all of that. You know, I, I think that there's like a lot of those stories out there. I did this and then they did that and I was like that and then I was, then I was gone. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I think, I think there's a lot of yeah, those stories out absolutely. there. Absolutely. Uh, again, I remember because somebody was like, uh, this never happened to, you know, anybody like on offer or something like that. Or, but I was like, this happened to Wes Welker. Like, uh, Wes Walker, like, wasn't playing a lot toward, like, his last year. I don't know why, um, but is for whatever reason, I mean, he didn't play a lot and then went on to Denver that next year. And still went out and did another and hundred and something catch. Right, so, like so, it wasn't, years so it wasn't like he wasn't good enough or whatever, but it was whatever they felt or they didn't want to go in that direction with him for whatever reason, and, I mean, they, they do that. Is it kind of... Is from just reading between the lines, is it kind of like you don't ask any questions over there? Because you sound like you have a whole lot of like, I don't know what happened to Randy, I don't know what happened with, like, you know, like, I don't know what happened to anybody. See, you kind of just mind your own business and don't ask any questions. Like, nobody says, Yo, whatever happened to Randy Moss, guy? He's pretty good. Like, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> mm -mm. Yeah, well, well you, yeah, you're not going to ask, like, the coach or anything. Right, yeah, yeah. right. But, but I'll I tell you what, um, it was another thing in 2009. One game, it was against Tennessee. I'll never forget, man. Um, I, and I don't remember if I was practicing a lot or not. I think I was, though. But then I got in the game. I only played six plays. Six plays. <laughs> so I'm like, I went from 
Starting. Starting. Just like Malcolm Butler playing, like, it was one of the most, uh, I had the most percentage of snaps, I think, on the defense or something like that. And then just out of nowhere, I just had six snaps. And I, and this is, again, I'm going to be a free agent next year. I'm like, <laughs> this can't happen to me right now. So what do you say? So I went to Bill. Well, first I called Willie McGinnis because I um I played with him in Cleveland. Cleveland. He, he came over from uh, New England. Uh, to Cleveland, and so I, I called him. I'm like, Willie, man, what's up, man? <laughs> like, uh, I've been playing good. You know, this one game, he was, you know, he was kind of mad at me because of something, you know, but he was like, just go and talk to him. He said, just go and talk to him and, and see why, really. And so I went to talk to him. Um, he told me, he was like. You go right past your defensive back coach, the defense coordinator, you go straight there? Um, I, I had to at that point, okay. I, I guess. Oh, well, maybe I did ask them. Because that's that's how they they like it. They want you to, and I remember Romeo Cornell saying that um, they want you to talk to your D back coach and the D coordinator. But um, but I feel like my my D coordinator liked me, and right. <laughs> you know, what I mean? but again, I, I don't remember that um, it, that process. But I know I talked to Bill. Bill said, "All right, we'll put together a, a tape, um, and and we'll we'll talk about it." You know, that's that's what he said to me. Hold and on, so, just for a question. How did when you said I talked to Bill? Is that you? I went to his back? office. Like, can yeah. I talk to you for a second? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's not like... Now, I don't know if it's like, I didn't know if you were allowed to talk to him or it's like, uh, dude, just knock on my door. <laughs> like, why would you knock on my door? I don't know. I don't know if it's no, like, you better holler at the secretary. It sounds good, but maybe no, I can get you man. here in November. Nah, nah. <laughs> all right, go ahead. So, so I talked to him. He was like, all right, we'll, we'll put, put together a film um, and just talk about it. And so we were going to London. To play Tampa, uh, and so right before then, no, not even right because we were supposed to do it right before then. But I think we did it in London. Him and I just sat down and watched the film. So I guess the defensive back coach put together a highlight. Of, you doing what you're not? What of, you didn't want you to do? No, no. Of of just the, my plays during the year. I think we have made maybe a played four games, maybe five games. I don't. I don't remember. Um, so we put together the film and. Obviously, I'm not perfect, which, mm -hmm. like I said, we no one's perfect. Mm -hmm. I had some not so good plays, but they weren't like catastrophic. Um, but so, but he looked at it. It was a, like when I was looking at it, I'm like, well, what the hell are you gonna say? Because <laughs> it was nothing but like good plays on there. And then, like I said, a, a few, it's a few here and there. Um, but uh, he was like, well, Lee, I'm glad we looked at this. He was like, you were the best corner we got. Um, but but he was like, I want you to like you're a big physical corner. I need you to make. Um, you know, more physical tackles. That's what he told me. And I was like, and I'm thinking in my mind, is that the reason why? I played six plays. I played six plays? Like, is that the reason why? Um, but that's just what I got out of that meeting. But then, So it sounds like you still to this day are wondering why you only got six plays. Yeah. I he mean, still hasn't got that answer. Cause he, no, well, he, but that's what that's what he told me. He was like, you, I want you to make more physical tackles. Right? And that was that was it. I think he, he might have showed me some tackles of somebody else tackling. Um, on our team, like a Sean Springs or something, made a couple like tackles. But I'm like, I was like, man, I can't, I can't make them every single play, right, right. Um, uh, so, but after that, I went on to start playing More. again. Okay. Yeah, play back to the way I was. Uh, I started off playing. Um, but so I just had to go and talk to him. Cause and the thing is, I don't, I don't know if he really. I don't know why he made that decision because he obviously he didn't know because we was watching the film and it was just nothing but good plays on yeah. there. Uh, so, 
Um, I, you know, I just, I, I feel like, again, you could go talk to Bill and, you know, you can get some results and, and get some answers yourself. Um, but from Moss getting released or me getting released, I mean, like I said, he talked to the captains. That's the only person, the people that uh, he talked to about, like, my release that I know of. And so the word can get out there, um, you know, why he got, why I got released. But, you know, it's, it's nothing in depth of, again, <laughs> just like the Malcolm Butler thing. It's, it's just going to be like, oh, well, you know, we just felt like it was the best chance to win. Mm. Or, he, or he didn't practice well. I mean, he's going to give you one answer <laughs> and, and, and nothing really in depth. Mm-mm-mm. All right, well, that was that was that was a lot of insight from there. Uh, last time we talked, that was that was just so much uh, Patriots stuff. That was good. Um, real quick before we get out of here, last time we talked, funny enough, like probably three days before, Lamont says, "If I'm the Redskins, I go get Alex." Then <laughs> <laughs> like two days later, like I don't know if they're watching the show or whatever. Like, That's a good idea. Yeah. And they go, but now your your version of getting Alex Smith was a little bit different. Like you're like, I think we go get Alex Smith for like half the price, and they were like, actually, we'll get him for more. And they paid a pretty penny for Alex Smith. Thoughts on Alex Smith and his new home and the Redskins' decisions to move on from Kirk Cousins? So before that, I don't I don't even know what the deal is. Like what what was the I deal? I believe it's the highest he's the highest paid. Well, before Garoppolo just signed his. Uh -huh. So before that, he was uh, he's seventy million guaranteed. Really? And he how many years? He had a four year contract. Yeah, he oh. was a four year eighty million dollar contract. Um, he's the highest guaranteed guaranteed before Garoppolo signed. He's the highest guaranteed Jeez. ever, and he's four or five years older than, mm -hmm. than Kirk Cousins. Kirk uh, oh, but go ahead. So you were saying? I mean, like, I mean, you, I know you thought, and I was I was agreeing with you because you've actually been saying it all year. We're thinking, you know. Uh, Kirk Cousins wants the King's ransom, and that's fine. Somebody's going to give it to him, but you can get Alex Smith to do the same thing that he does for half the price. And we got him, and he ain't well, not we because I'm not racist, but he ain't half the price. So, what are your thoughts now that you you wanted Alex Smith here? He's here, and he ain't cheap. I mean, I like it. He's cheaper than Kirk Cousins. I mean, you're talking about he's getting an average salary of of, of um, twenty three million a year, whereas Curtis, uh, Curtis, whereas Kirk Cousins is he's going to. I mean, Talking about possibly he's going to have the highest paid contract. Really? Yeah. More than Garoppolo? Yeah, I, yeah. Because I mean that's ultimately what what Kirk Cousins wanted. is is wanted. Uh, Denver is in a position I believe to be able to give it to him. Uh, I think you have a quarterback. In my opinion, is more proven than 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 Kirk, than, than uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Alex Smith has played in big games. People forget that. Oh, you yeah. know he was the leader of that 49ers team before Kaepernick came in. And what about what they gave up in their cornerback? He was a good cornerback and one of the worst defenses in the National Football League. So I, I really don't think that he's going to be missed. Um, I think that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Breland. Um, but I think that having this Alex Smith contract, you're getting him for less than what you were getting Kirk Cousins for, but you're getting an older version of, in my opinion, the same quarterback. Um I think that this gives them money to actually build a team. If you assign Kirk Cousins, you are not going to have enough money to be able to build a team around Kirk Cousins. Um, with signing Alex Smith now, I think the Redskins are off to a great start. But you know how I feel about the Redskins. If you do not get yourself a blocking tight end and you do not put a fullback on your roster and get yourself a veteran running back, I can care less what you do. You're not going to be a good football team. Because, I mean, you play ball, mm -hmm. all right? You play defense. Could you respect a, 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 a offensive team that doesn't have a fullback? Can you actually respect their run game? Yeah, not if if, if they haven't proven that they can run the ball. 
however they running it, I mean, you do need, like you said, a block of tight end or a fullback. You need somebody that's going to be able to, you know, get your holes open to yeah. um, open up the run game. I mean, because it, it can't always be that, you know, that, uh, what that, old, that old read option, read option. Crap that they do everything. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, and you don't have the guys yeah. for that. You don't, you don't have um, anybody for that. So, and it hasn't been, I guess, successful. So what's your so thoughts far. on the Alex Smith signing here? Oh, well, I, I think it's, <clears throat> again, um, I wasn't a bro. I didn't know everything about the Alex Smith being a free agent. Well, he wasn't a free agent, was he? No, he was, he had one year. He got traded. One year, he got yeah. traded. But like, like I said, I mean, he's a better, older, more mature version, I, I guess, of Kirk. Kirk Cousins. But Alex Smith doesn't turn the ball over uh, mm -hmm. too often. He's secure with the ball. He makes good decisions. He can run. I mean, Kirk Cousins can run as well, but but Alex Smith is just, he's, he's proven. He's a proven veteran. He's gotten to the playoffs. I think he can, I mean, he can, he can, again, what his contract does, like you said, is help build other pieces around him. So to me, I, I think they got better, even just with Alex Smith, because of what I've seen Kirk Cousins kind of throw away games at times. I, I don't think Alex Smith is going to throw away games in in the end. We got a lot of things here. I just want to fly through these there. So that's the Alice. What did the Eagles doing over there? Wentz, Foles, next <coughs> season. Ooh. Um everybody's happy now. Everybody's yeah. saying all the uh, right until, things. Until until OTAs team, come and, and I'm happy and I'm the backup and da 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 da. Yep. Nick Foles is in the prime of his career. He's twenty nine years old and there's jobs out there to be had. Right. As a competitor, um, you know that. You know that in the back of your mind. I mean, they can say all they want is uh, maybe it's open competition, but I, I don't think I'm they're saying that. I don't even think they're saying that. Everything um, is this is one hundred percent Winston's team. Is is Winston's team, but I, I feel like uh, listen, if I'm coming off a of Super Bowl, you know, I want to be able to to be a starter um, because I know I can do it. I mean, he he knew he could do it um, before. Uh, but he had his opportunity to come in and, and play and be successful. So it's like, do I waste my years? Like you said, my prime, just uh, sitting back, being a backup. We know what Philly is like with the fans. What happens when Wentz comes back next year? Which is not even and, guaranteed. And what like, does it play? What if they're three and two? Mm -hmm. What if they're and what see, if they're own? And that's that's what you don't want is a quarterback controversy. Then what? Because what? that that messes up the whole. That divides a, a locker room and fan base, right? right? It, it, it divides the what team, so it's if like everything even goes well, and you made the playoffs and you lose in the first round, right? And it's like, man, well, Foles was even won a playoff game before right. Foles was a Super Bowl. But, but so either way, either way, um, fans will say that. But like you talked about, not don't have him on the sideline. You know what I mean? It's like the Malcolm Butler. Don't he shouldn't be dressing? You know what I mean? Because now that's what people want. If he's not there. You can say that all you want. Oh, you shouldn't have let him go, blah, blah. But that's what we have, and, and that's what it is. So, right? I, I, I really think uh, what Nick Foles has one year left on his contract. $12 million. I, I think that if you're the Eagles, you, try you, to keep you, you look at what's his help. I think that you have a great insurance policy with Nick Foles uh, because it, it puts you in a situation where you don't have to rush your franchise quarterback back. Um, you know, Redskins fans know all too well about quarterbacks having knee injuries and then they rush them back mm -hmm. and then they're not the same. Um, I think if I'm Nick Foles, hey, you come out there. I think best case scenario for the Eagles is Nick Foles starts the season. Um, maybe 500 at best. When Carlson Wentz is healthy, see if you can trade Nick Foles to a team. 
that needs a quarterback and try to get some draft picks. But as far as I'm concerned. But what if they start in that scenario? What if they start? Because that was actually kind of the thing that was supposed to be in Minnesota, right? It's Bridgewater's case. Get him just to back up. Bridgewater, when you come back, we're good to go. And then it was like, he's on a roll. Hey, we're like seven and two. So you know what I mean? Do, do we pull him? And, and then, and then it you was don't like, know what's going to happen. It was kind of, remember, even when they was, it was, oh, it's still Bridgewater's team. And when he's ready to go, we go. And then it was like, we just never, it was like once he won one of those big games or something, it was kind of like, well, see, you know, Teddy won it. We, you you got to roll with it. Yeah, we got to roll with I it. Think Nick Foles, I, I think that Nick Foles benefited. I'm not in, and I, I still think that he's a good quarterback. But at the end of the day, the Patriots didn't get any pressure on him. And right. Nick Foles is a quarterback that if you don't get pressure on him, he is a guy that can pick you apart. His issue is, is that when you bring pressure on him. But that's, right. and, and that, that's what separates, and that's why I tell everybody, that's what separates the, the quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're a quarterback for a reason. If you're, like, in 7-on-7, seven seven, anybody can do that. But I think that, I, I think that Nick Foles' true colors will be, will, you know, first of all, you got to realize, the man, you got you know, to understand that um, is this the first or second year that the Eagles head coach was there? The second, is second year. Yes. All right. So you got a chance to see Wentz. We all know that Wentz can handle the pressure. All right. What Nick Foles did in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs was that he threw dimes and he pretty much had the, the first of all in the, in the Super Bowl. I looked at this and I said, well, the Patriots didn't really bring blitzes on him. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have mattered because he was getting the ball out of his hands so Great. fast. The Eagles did a great job of mixing their inside. They did the read option stuff, but what they did was they did a great job of mixing up the inside read option and the outside zone. That's what they did that was destroying the Patriots' defense. It allowed Nick Foles to do this, get the ball up, and get the ball out with, with, uh, with, with, in, in time. Now what it's going to come down to is now if film is out there, I want to see how Nick Foles handles, how he handles pressure. I really don't think that there's a controversy in Philly. Although, to MG's points, the fans out there are, are, but hey, they got their one Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, but they got their one, and then there's this window, and it's now. So right. I don't, I don't, like, I don't think they're going to, if, if he gets, if Wentz starts out three or four, there's going to be, yo, we need to win now. Mm -hmm. Like, Foles win, we, we just happen. It's not going to be like, oh, well, you know, Wentz is coming along. Let's develop him, and in three years, he's going to be great. They're going to be like, like, hell, right. we want to win a Super Bowl yeah. right now. Yeah, but Foles she has already done it, and I. I almost feel like if you're Wentz, it's almost like, dude, if I don't win the Super Bowl, it's on me. Right. Yeah, but if you're Wentz, you also know that the reason that your team was in that position because was him. because of you. Right. I don't think if Nick Foles was the quarterback of the might, season, yeah. I don't think the Eagles would have made, made it to the Super Bowl. And so that's why, and, and, and I guess having that problem is, is good for a team, but it, it's also not because... I mean, you made a good point, and that's this why I can't, you know, be a GM or you know, coach. But I, I would make the decision, but I have to live with it. But like you talked about, I, I feel like maybe starting uh, Foles would be best because you don't want to rush him back. And now it's like now Foles doesn't do so well. Now it's now it's like okay, you know, now we'll just go yeah. with Carson, and then that's it, you know. But then and that makes, see, the, like if in I, your scenario in that ideal world, you. You're playing with house money at first because you're thinking if he plays well, good. We want to play well. But if he doesn't, then we get eliminate this quarterback controversy right. out of the gate. Until you're five and two, and Wentz is like, I'm ready to play. Like, right. I'm, I'm ready to play. And you're like, Are you benching the guy who's five and two and hasn't lost since you know he's won a Super Bowl? And Wentz is sitting there like, Yo, I, you guys drafted but, me two overall. Right. I'm ready but to you, play. But you continue. You continue. And and if he plays well, you still you continue. 
right? Until maybe it gets to a point where he doesn't, or you ride the season out, maybe, you know, who knows? Or like he, like he talked about, just uh, trade him, you know? I mean, if, mm-hmm. if he's doing well, um, you know, and that, that eliminates all of that to, to have the, the back and forth, uh, should, should they put him in? Should they not? Um, I, so, I, so to me, I think I think you should start Foles out, especially if Carson Wentz isn't all the way, you know, healthy. I think you assess it and you talk to the staff, and if they can assure me that Wentz is good, he's going to be good to go. They want a training camp, and and he's good, and he's not going to have any problems, and we're sure of that, and he's he's healthy. I yeah, said, let's get Foles out of here, and, and, yeah. and let, let's nip this. And if he's healthy, cause I, yeah, because yeah. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, all year. if, if I, he's I, healthy, I don't want to. Sure, I don't want to be that we're six and zero, and I'm and I'm we're six and zero, and this is the worst six and zero in the history of life because we're six and zero with Nick Foles. I, I don't want to be, you know. Yeah, and and Wentz is sitting, and Wentz is sitting there like, yo, I'm I the franchise quarterback. I agree, I agree with you on that, but uh, here's another angle I like to look at with that. If, if I'm Carson Wentz, I'm hey, you know what? This is what Wentz second year. Mm-hmm. Coming off of a major knee injury, hey dude, hey you start off six and zero, hey coach, you up. I'm gonna sit right here. <laughs> right. Y'all can go ahead and pay me. I'm gonna spend more time getting this Learning, thing situated. Right. Knee good. He can go do right. what he got to do because here's one. Here's here's one. Here's one thing that, that 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 we have to look at. The Dallas Cowboys, because of what was going on with Zeke this year, they weren't locked into football. The Washington Redskins are the Washington Redskins. They're irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. The New York Giants, when Odell Beckham got hurt, that just changed the whole dynamic of that team. I think that next year the NFC East is going to be a lot stronger now that Dallas is able to put some of these things behind them. So now what you're going to have is you're going to have, I, I, I agree with you, I think that you start Nick Foles. I think that if unless they tell me that he is, he is 100%, 100% and he can do everything that he did even better than what he did before the injury, Hey, Carlson, hey, you're our quarterback of the future. You've already proven. Right, you already proven. You've already right. proven. It doesn't matter what he does. We're going to go ahead and we're going to ride this thing to the wheels fall off. And even if you don't play next year, you are our quarterback of the future. Because right. what we're not going to do is is he'll be going into his fourth year. All right? Now we got to worry about free agency with Nick Foles and also having to re-up on the mm-hmm. Carlson Wentz contract. Right. So yeah, if I'm Carlson, I think that a lot of this is going to come down to how Carlson Wentz, how, how Wentz handles the situation. If he's not ready, I'm like, hey, dude, sit back, let yourself get healthy because the way this, the way, the way Wentz played before he got hurt, he was already playing like a quarterback that's been in the league yeah, for he's, about he's eight, phenomenal. nine years. He was. If you allow him to that time to get his body back, because if it's one thing that separates these two quarterbacks, it's the mobility of Wentz. Mm-hmm. He was able to yep. get them out of a lot of trouble. And that's um, why so you want him to be That's 100%. why you want him to be 100%. I say start Nick Foles. I'm not worried about the salary cap because, hey, we play with house money. We just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, Wentz is making not that much. He's on the right. contract, so... You know, Foles is actually—I think he's probably making more than Wentz actually, because he's like at twelve, and I'm sure Wentz is in that at that on his at his uh what thing. But to your credit, if he if they says that if they say you know Wentz sit down, we got you, you're good. That's when you get them friend requests. Huh? Let's see what these are. <laughs> Tony Romo, Bridgewater, all these RG three. Do all these guys want to talk? You know, they just like don't trust them. You right, know what I mean? Right. Tony Romo's probably like yo, I live with Jerry Jones basically, mm-hmm. and it was hey, get your back right. And now I'm in the booth. You know what I mean? And it's like, what's his name goes out there. Dak Prescott goes out there, balls out, and Tony has to, and retires. You, right. you, you know what I mean? But he was and, old. Yeah, yeah. Nick Foles is 29, man. Right. That's prime. Yeah, Nick Foles goes out there and kills it. You got a hard time benching a 29-year-old quarterback who just won a Super Bowl. But, I mean, but then you got a 20, I mean, how old oh, is yeah, he's, he's, he's very young. Right, he's very young. So, 
And he, like you talked about, he's the one who put him in that position to be able to, yeah. to even be in a Super Bowl running. If they tell me once it's good to go, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Let's, if, let's nip this in the butt yeah, early. And, it, and, and while 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 Foles is, uh, let's sell this fool's goal too. That's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. If we, can, if we can get something for him, you know, yeah. before he, because I, then I'm thinking to myself, what happens if Foles goes out there, like you said, and he's not good? Then it's like, ain't nobody trade for that. Mm-hmm. We already, we already seen this guy. We already know what it is. So and might as well get it now. Like, we'll this. give you a fifth round draft pick mm-hmm. for it. Cut it out. We know what it is. Mm-hmm. But like, no, Nick Foles' stock is high right now. If, if they tell me Wentz is good, good to go. And I, if somebody's offering me something ridiculous for him, which somebody will give you mm-hmm. something ridiculous, first, second round, some, you know, whatever the case may be, let's do it and and, and and let's go for it. Right, but do you do that, I mean, before the draft? I mean, after the draft? Because now guys probably have their, their quarterback who they... Yeah, it, it has to be... You have, it's that conversation with the medical staff that, that you know, that... They have, like Boogie said, they have to be able to tell me that it's not he should be. It's no, he's going to be one hundred percent fine. I need to see an MRI, yeah, I need and to he's going to be good to go. And like you said, in fact, he yeah. might even be better. Like that—that's what I need to hear. Not the RG three. If all goes well, maybe the yeah. mm-mm, nah. Like it, it needs to be one hundred percent. Once is good to go. Just seen him thrown yesterday, and, he, and he's going to be fine. If that's it, if it's uh, he should be going. I mean, like Andrew Luck, you know, they're still sitting around waiting for Andrew Luck's supposed to be ready. Right. He's been gone all year now. Well, we know we may never even see Andrew Luck again. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not I'm not dealing that. It, it has it has to be with that. Um, and then the Minnesota situation. What are they doing? Oh, they have they have they three, three quarterbacks that are off. All um, I, I like what Case uh, Case Keenum did this year. Um, I don't. He's not Aaron Rodgers or anything, but I, I thought he did well. Um, Matthew Stafford and uh, Sam Bradford. You know what that is? That's one hundred percent injury. That's yeah. that's not a matter that's, if that's just when he's mm-hmm. going to get hurt. So I don't even see that as an option on the table. And then Bridgewater um, is a guy that he got all of this like build up name wise, and that basically that he's got this franchise handed to him. That it's not like he. It's like somewhere he became Aaron Rodgers while he was injured, and we never what? really saw that. You know what he I mean? Like played, what did he, he, played he played well. He played well. well. But what more this dying allegiance to like, yo, whenever you come back, the team is yours. You know what I mean? Like, we've seen players who played better than him that didn't get any guarantee. Like, yo, you hurt, you're done. Like, you know what I mean? He didn't have what RG3 did. RG3 was way better in his rookie year what he did than what Teddy Bridgewater had done. And they weren't holding any spots for him. You know what I mean? Like, he, so. I, I mean, different organizations, different people see yeah. different things in them. Uh, again, you never know what's inside that organization, so what, what you, they see. So what, so what are you thinking with Minnesota? I mean, that's another tough uh, because of what Case Keenum did this year. Uh, you know, I, do you say, hey, man, you just didn't. I mean, you, you did what we need you to do. Um, try them again. You know what I mean? Or do you just uh, go ahead and go to your future who you said uh, was your guy? Um, uh, again, I don't know the contract situations uh, with that. Who's asking what? Who, yeah, who's asking what or how, how long they have. Um, but uh, me, I mean, you just wait to training camp. Cause to me, you, you wait to training camp and you see, I mean, you assess it. You assess your, your QBs and you see who's going to give you the best chance, uh, in your opinion, to, to win you football games. And if it's Bridgewater, then you stick with Bridgewater. Uh, and it's not the back and forth because, listen, I've been in Cleveland where it was a bunch of back and forth, and it's never no uh, continuity between mm-hmm. the team and the offense and, and just the team, period. Because it's like, damn, we, we keep switching uh, quarterbacks. You, know, you just got to stick with one and, and live or die with them.
Okay. I think when that Minnesota situation, um, the, the, and I'm trying to look at the stats right now because I'm trying to see how well Keenum played. And Keenum was an MVP candidate up until like no, what I'm saying, 13. No, what I'm last. saying is in, in, in the last game against okay. the Eagles, how he well had better than Breeze. Well, he had uh, Breeze had three touchdowns though. You um, talking about in the, in the Orleans game? No, I'm talking about the Eagles game. No, we just had. No, we just had. We just we just pulled yeah, it up. Yeah, so. I think in the Eagles game, it was all, the Minnesota didn't do anything, right? Well, they got they got blown out when they played. The, uh, oh yeah, thirty-eight to seven. So, yeah. no, let me see this. Oh, you were going to look at his yeah. His see, he was twenty. He was just like Tom Brady, twenty-eight for forty-eight. Um, a touchdown, and. It didn't have. I know he threw a pick because I think he Case Keenum's season this year was better than any season Bridgewater. Yeah, had. well, his season was better, but at the end of the day, I think what he threw two. two no, nah, I think Case Keenum. Two, two, I mean, in 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 the game that's going in the game against Philadelphia, he went twenty eight for forty eight for two seventy one, one touchdowns, two interceptions. Your last game on the field, that's what you put out mm -hmm. there. I think that Bridgewater and Bradford are hiring him because of knock on Casey Keenum, and it, and it actually happened in the New Orleans. We got to remember. If it wasn't for just, I have no idea oh, what yeah. dude was doing. <laughs> We're not even talking yeah. about Minnesota. And Casey Keenum actually threw up some passes in that Minnesota um, Saints game that it looked like the Casey Keenum. Oh, <laughs> he had pressure. He threw just the ball it. up. He just got. He just so happened to get bailed out. And I agree with you. I think as far as Minnesota's concerned, I think that whatever quarterbacks are on that roster when training camp starts, those guys are going to battle it out. And I wouldn't be surprised to see some trades happen with that. Maybe yeah. with that I mean, quarterback you, you got three. But so. if you think about it, do, do you feel comfortable with either three of these quarterbacks? I mean, if you're Jackson. Oh, I mean, any one of those. Any like if Minnesota said that they were going in a completely different direction, I don't. I don't think anybody would be like, "Wow, I didn't see that coming." Because the thing is, I don't. Well, Bradford, I, I I think you just already know he's not going to play 16 games. That's just not going to happen. It never has, and it, it's just not going to happen. Um, but the other two guys, I mean, Bridgewater is young and. You know he's a, he's a capable quarterback. Right. He's not Aaron Rodgers, and and then Case Keenum is you know he's a career backup who's had. I mean, he came out. He, he had a good year. He had one good year. Right. And, and how many full seasons has uh, Bridgewater had? Oh, maybe two. Two. And I want to say that was his third year, and that's and, the and reason. And, that and this, that's what, that's what I mean. I mean, contracts up now because it'll be his fourth year. Yeah. You to me, I mean, you still got to give him a chance um, because he he was young uh, coming in, and and just to see what he can do and. You know, those are the the years that usually you know people flourish. I mean, you look at Cam Newton, I'm mean, third, fourth year. I mean, mm -hmm. that's when he mm -hmm. right or fifth season. That's yeah, when he went yeah, to the yeah, Super Bowl. Um, you know, he's just ascending. So I, obviously the the injury hurts, but I, I think again, if if he's 100 percent and he's good to go and he's uh, the same guy. I mean, he's he's young enough to be able to. Uh, he's athletic um, to to maybe propel uh, Minnesota, but again, it's just just. Seeing what you have uh, at um, training camp and just assessing it. Well, that puts a bow on this season. It was a great season. Um, thank you both for for joining us, uh, Lamont, all season. Lee for the last uh, two shows. It's been a. Uh, it was a the playoffs this year. Was, that was one of the best playoffs I, I remember seeing. It was a lot of great games all the, all the way game. through, and it ended with a great Super Bowl. I couldn't ask for a better Super Bowl um, all the way down to the end. We got a team to one that's never, you know, we got a team that wins every year versus a team that's never won, and, and you know, we got everything you wanted, and um, it was a great season. It, it, it was a great season, a lot of, uh, a lot of great playoff games, and uh, it was a good season, and it was been uh, fun doing the show all season long. And thank you to everybody uh, who's been tuning in all season long, and um, it's been a great season. I look forward to coming back next year and doing it all over again. 
And that's just the end of the football season. But we still, for all you guys out there, you know, we still have the basketball. And Lee's actually said that he wants to join and do some of the basketball show. Talk talk a little basketball with us. So the, we will be seeing you again in the uh, future talking uh, basketball. And Lamont, we'll see you. Who knows where we'll see you soon talking about something. <laughs> I'm, su I'm surprised we didn't talk about the uh, Josh McDaniels. Not taking no, that out. Go ahead with go ahead with Colts. Go ahead. What, what, what do you think about that? I'm happy he didn't take that job. Yeah, I, I don't think. Well, I mean, just real quick, I don't think the Patriots wanted him to because I don't know if any offensive coordinator could just come in and. and yeah, he's got some. Do you think? Do you think Belichick values Josh like that and, and thinks we need him? We gotta have him. To me, me, I think so. What yeah. what what other offensive coordinator can come in and coach Tom Brady? And I mean, Tom Brady's forty. Is he going to learn a new system? I mean, I mean it would have to be a coach that's already on the staff. It, it would have to be. And but, then, I mean, but but Josh yeah. McDaniels is bringing his own thing to it. You know, like when, when they lost Josh McDaniel, I mean, you had to go. I mean, it was Billy O. Billy O, yeah. Right? So, I mean, what other – I don't know where Billy O came from. So where did he come from before Maryland. that? He, I want to say Billy O was in Maryland. Penn State. Then, Penn State. And then went to uh, New England? Yeah, I think he went from Maryland to no, Penn he, State. I, I think he was in New England, then went to Penn State. I think that's right. I think he went from New England yeah, to Penn State. Yeah, went to 2018. So I don't know, I don't know yeah, where he was right. before that, but, um, you know, that seemed to work. But then, I mean, you see you see Tom Brady go off on, you know, all the coordinators at, at times. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's hard to kind of change up who they are and, and to be at the same success rate that they've been without Josh. Um, and so it's like, why... Again, Tom is only going to have a, I don't know how many more years. Mm -hmm. Why leave? May not be successful. Uh, you may not be successful there. We may not be successful here. Uh, and maybe they promised him he's going to be the predecessor. Yep. I mean, you know, you think that's what that you think that was. I mean, you would you would have to think right um, We'd love because you to why be else? There. Right, we'll love you to be there. Why, why else uh, renege just that um, close to? If I'm Josh McDaniels, though, and I'm looking at that coach job with. Which is uh, it's basically Andrew Luck in question mark. Why I don't I don't think that's what the hell right. job is that? And, and that's what I'm saying. So it's like uh, you know we have a franchise well, quarterback dude, but we don't know. We haven't even seen throw football in over a year. Like yeah, that's why I said I'm happy that? that he didn't take the job. I mean, you know how I feel about Josh. Yeah. I'm happy he didn't take the job because I feel like that was going to be a dead end job. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. And I think that I, I think them losing the Super Bowl. Probably has something. That's, I think there's. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fat, right? I think it's a lot of unfinished mm -hmm. business that that needs to take place. I think if the Patriots had won one, Super Bowl, maybe I think that he would have taken that right. job. Uh, at the end of the day, I do think that the that the Colts did get the right guy, Frank Wright. I, I think that you you bring in some some young fresh, mm -hmm. some young fresh, um, a young fresh coach who I mean, Frank Wright. I mean, you know, what, what do you think about the whole Josh McDaniels though? Like you said. Handshake and say to see you guys on right. Monday, and then, and then like, nah, just joking. Right. I mean, uh, again, it, it had to be something that he couldn't pass up with New England. Uh, I guess. I think that's Super Bowl. I, I think. I think. No, I think when he, they didn't. I they, think it was a combination he, of losing the Super Bowl, but they had already lost. And the Super also, Bowl. I, I think they. I think losing the Super Bowl has something to do with it. I also think that a big part has to do with perhaps if Coach Belichick leaves, he's going to be the next person mm -hmm. in line. Ding, but ding, I also ding. think that another piece of this, uh, another piece of this puzzle is, I think that at the end of this season, I wouldn't be surprised. There are a few coaches coming into this year that I think their seats are warm, and as the season goes on, they, they're going to be a hot seat. And I think that there are better 
coaching Jobs. opportunities. Yep. Right, that he could Other take. than Indianapolis, right. that when he comes in, he'll be in a better situation. I mean, when you think about it, he went to, when he went to Denver, you had Brandon Marshall. You know, you're out there with Champ Bailey. You go to Indianapolis. Exactly, exactly my point. So I think that I, I think that it was a combination of all of these things, but I think a big piece of it was, like you said, about perhaps if Coach Belichick leaves, he's going to be next in line. But I think the ultimate piece is that I, I think that next year there will be better jobs. Yeah, I think it's like yo, let's hang around here. I want yeah. you to be the next coach, right. and if not, let's get you a better job than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're like, you know. Because you you've already done it. You've yeah, already yeah, done it. Right, right. I mean, it's, like, not again, it right. it's not it your first Right. It wasn't a bad situation, but yeah. you've already let's, done it and you didn't have much success. Right. right. Let's, get, yeah. let's get you a better job than that one. And think about this. You're, in a, you're talking about a conference where Deshaun Watson got hurt. All right. Jacksonville Jaguars are quarterback and the number one wide receiver away from possibly being right. uh, just a true uh, legitimate right. contender. And Mariota, and, um, young and then you got Mariota in Tennessee. They're young over there, and, and, and they're a couple of players right. away. I mean, yeah. they're a couple of players away from from being a, a legit right. contender. So yep. you're talking about coming into a conference where you're clearly right. you have the absolute worst team, and you're rebuilding from, from scratch, and you got this you got this dark cloud hanging over you with. With Andrew Luck, no, right. come back. Let's go back. Let's go back to the Super Bowl. Win it this time, and then yeah, put yourself in position. Right. Yeah, then put yourself in position that hey, you know, even yeah, even even if you know they promised me this job, this is something I can't right pass up, and it's a good opportunity. Let me go ahead and take it. I, I would say that this year a better job is the offensive coordinator for the Patriots than. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm with you 100 percent on that. If, if, if I think it'd be night and day if they knew if I knew what was going on with Andrew Luck, like, what? I don't. What is it? Because one, it's not even like you can't go in there and be like, well, what's up with Luck? Uh, we don't know. I, I'm bringing my own guy. Right. Not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like, no, we're like, it's not bringing in your own guy. Like, we're waiting to see what happens with him. So you're kind of just handcuffed with this guy that hasn't played football in two years. You know what I mean? So that's that's not a good job. Right, you, you know what I mean. So, all right, was there anything else you had? All right, again, thank you for everybody who listened to the show. We appreciate it. If you didn't catch the whole show, it is available on the Facebook page right there, and also on iTunes, on the TuneIn app, Google Play, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just type in the Player's Voice, the Barbershop. The show will be up probably by tomorrow. And uh, it was a great show, a lot of insight. Um, I'll probably go back and cut up some of the clips so that you guys can see in case you missed it. It was a lot of good talk uh, earlier. And it was a great show, so make sure you go back and catch all of that. And again, thank you both for joining me today. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, Everybody, have a good weekend. Later. Peace.